Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of About to Review. I'm your host, that guy named John. I am joined by two guests this week, and this is the most highly anticipated <laughs> collaboration since Gucci Mane and Drake. So, sitting <laughs> nice. across from me, I have Tim Hall, otherwise known as the People's Critic. It's good to be back. And I have, uh, again, on the other side of the table, Jess from the Curly Nerd Podcast. That's me. I am the Gucci Mane, and this guy over here is the Drake. You get to be, you get to be Khaled. Is that it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. that, no, he's that. Metro Boomin. Oh, you get to be Metro. You're, you get to be Metro Young Boomin. Metro. Okay, so I was going to say, mm-hmm. if I was DJ Khaled, I would start the episode about to review every episode. <laughs> every episode. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. So I brought these two, two kids with me on this, on this journey of a podcast. We're going to be talking about a couple different things, a couple major things, like Preacher. Season one that just ended on AMC recently, and we're going to be talking about Suicide Squad. So before we get into that, first, Tim want to talk about Star Trek for a couple minutes, which, all disclaimer, Jess and I have not seen. Not yet. We're, we're too busy out in these streets. Honestly. Well, I want to talk about Star Trek because you're a big Star I, I, Trek I'm fan. I'm a big Trek fan. So I'm, I'm shocked you haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about this before we started recording. So... Tim and I and Jess go to a lot of press screenings. Yeah. If I miss the press screening, I've, I, I kind of forget about the movie. Mm-hmm. You're too fancy. Then, too fancy for a regular not, not even too fancy. I did recently. I had to pay for a movie. It's and weird. I was like, this is weird. Like, I went up to the box office and I was like, I have not done this in, honestly, years. You no. said, wait, how much are movies now? Yeah, right. Oh, God. $13. <laughs> right. You got to wait in line. <laughs> you know. it, it was weird. Yeah. But, so if I, if I miss the press screening... It is harder for me to then to remember, like, okay, man, this movie comes out in five days or two weeks. Mm-hmm. I need to go see it. But so, not only that, like, stuff just moves so fast. Right. There's right. always something else. Especially mm-hmm. in the summer. Yeah. There's something else coming yeah. out. Oh, I missed it. And then, like, three days later, you've completely forgotten about right. it because you're too busy watching whatever new Netflix series or whatever yeah. new AMC or HBO mm-hmm. show yeah. is on. You know? True. So in all fairness, like, yeah, yeah you know, you got to get. It is not that the movie up. is forgettable. Right. It is that. There is so much else going on. Right. It has to be an event yeah. to really keep your attention. And that we're not having too many of those. And mm-hmm. I mean, technically, Star Trek was an event. It's been a buildup for a while. Yeah. yeah. But because it's been, in my personal opinion, uh-huh. it's been kind of a mediocre summer when it comes to the big, huge, this is a pretty, this is, pretty flat pretty, summer. It's pretty yeah. factual. Yeah. 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 You know, so it kind of just got lost in the rest of the mediocrity really which is crazy to think about like how spoiled are we when yeah. we think of like this kind of a flat summer we had independence day yes. right. we had star trek ghostbusters yes. we had ghostbusters yep. like civil war civil yep. war like we were spoiled yes. this summer but something about it maybe it was the the length of time between the releases right it felt the summer yeah a little little lackluster maybe mm-hmm. yeah it ends up being like like the monopoly right you're trying to fill in these little spots right. in the summer Mm-hmm. Uh, to make your money mm-hmm. and you want to hate mm-hmm. your family by the end of the summer right. apparently with the monopoly right. and so you know if if ghostbusters is coming out you don't want to release something too close because mm-hmm. what if it is a make a hit and then you're yep. struggling at the box office or you can be like suicide squad that dominated has like the biggest opening for august right which right? does that okay and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we get to it does that speak for the movie or speak for what comes out in august generally in the summers 
I think I'm gonna go with the latter. I think we, you know, what we forgot. I think the only big movie this year, other than Civil War, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, when Mm -hmm. it comes to the big summer movies, I think was Finding Dory. Finding Dory, true. I think that might have been the biggest one. Secret Life, but even that died off. That died out so fast. Secret Life of Pets. I mean, (laughs) crushed it. I mean, but you need something for kids to see, right? Right. True. I know. I meant to take my niece. I never got around to it. But so once again, how, how do I find the time? Yeah, the one that I'm really looking forward to, speaking of kids' movies, before we move on to adult things, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, that looks, yeah. That. Tim that and I great. talked about it a couple weeks ago on the episode. Like, cannot wait for that movie. Yeah, I think that'll be great. They started doing the press screening, like the big red carpet screening, right. like this week. I've yet to receive the email of the screening here. Hard thing. So, yeah. just crickets. Who knows? But anyway, so back to Star Trek. I'm, right. a, big Trek. I'm a big Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. I think we all are. Yeah. I think we were all raised on. Yeah. I was raised on Star Trek. My Next dad. generation. My, just, my dad yeah. actually told me, he was, "Oh, I went and saw Star, Star Trek by myself. I actually went yeah. by myself. Just went to the theater. I had to see it. It was pretty good, yeah. you know." <laughs> so right. I, I come in with some expectations, uh-huh. but you know, this movie it wasn't bad at all. It was good, but okay. just enjoyable, but nothing special. Like you know, hmm. rest in peace to young yes. Anton Yelchin. Yep, but absolutely. you knew no one, none of the cast members were going to. Nothing was going to happen to them. Yeah, Idris Elba played a really good villain. Now, we uh, talked about this before when Tim and I were talking about the movies of the summer right. coming up. Idris Elba, Jess, you might agree with me on this. I know you will, but whatever. Idris Elba <laughs> is a beautiful human being. And he's also in everything. In everything. He was in what? Finding Nemo. He uh, was or in Finding Dory. Zootop- or Finding yeah, no, Dory. Dory he in Zootopia. <laughs> he's in this. It's almost like his paid. voice has been in everything, but not his face. Well, thank I you. That was what I was going to talk about. Like, he is a beautiful human being. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to cover that up? Like, why do you want to pound a bunch of makeup? And I hear, like, and again, it is Star Trek. Uh, Michael Westmore, who is the makeup designer on Printer Star Trek from the beginning, does a phenomenal job. Wow. But why do you want to cover up Idris Elba? I think because, in my opinion, his face is distracting. You know, <laughs> Just, like, yeah. it's distracting. Too beautiful. Right. Yeah, honestly, it's really distracting. And I think that he's definitely one of those people that you see, even though he's such a good actor in everything right. that he's in, mm-hmm. I still see Idris. You know, like it's so you're like, oh, Stringer Bell is yeah. There goes Stringer Bell looking hot and being scary. Like, oh, <laughs> right. that's different. Yeah. That's There's a stretch. Luther doing <laughs> yeah, this, exactly, yeah. exactly. So okay. I think that right. the makeup I thought looked really great. I didn't yeah. know that was him. Yeah, you know, I didn't. Wow. I had no idea that was him. You know, so I had. No, I'm like, where's Idris in this movie? You know who's really good in is the forgetting her name, but the the young woman from. Um, Kingsman with the one who had the blades on her legs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she's yeah, yeah. She plays uh, Lady Legs. Yeah, Lady Legs. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> is she the? She's the other. The white yeah, girl with, with the, the paint with the on her face. Paint, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's great. The one you see in the trailers also. Oh yeah. Okay. She's really good in it. I mean, the cast is great. It's What's nothing, the plot? The plot <laughs> is essentially um, they get a distress call to show up to this planet, and they show up, and Adrian Elba's this bad guy who's been, which is actually a pretty cool story. He's he's stuck on this planet. He's been collecting different aliens and like enslaving okay. them to build this kind of like the, the collector? collector yeah I was just like, oh, like a collector go. right okay so he's doing that thing did he, he have a howard the duck in there <laughs> <laughs> so he's so he's getting all this stuff together and so of course kirk and his crew want to get out and mm-hmm. you know enterprise gets destroyed again man really why do they again, hate on the enterprise again I mean, their insurance claims yeah. they just threw <laughs> oh, the wow. root. You know? <laughs> yeah. But if it was, if it was an mission, they, fi- they find themselves in a lot of trouble all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. So I, mean, I think it was First Contact so much was the yeah. first movie that they were like, cool, this Enterprise D, garbage. Mm-hmm. Let me just crash this into a planet. Right. Every, it yeah. seems like, 
every movie since then or every like other movie right. they destroy the enterprise so they must just have a like a giant construction budget a lot of the, oh, people stay employed yeah that's job security right there oh there you go what do you do i'm an engineer i right. build the yeah, they, did, they did explain more like that there are a bunch of people on this ship but not just the crew so you kind of see like other people interacting yeah okay so when it gets blown up you're like oh there's people in there do they okay but they have done that though in the series for right. a long yeah, time like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Voyager. So yeah. because of Netflix putting on every episode of Star Trek ever. Original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Yeah, I phenomenal. I've been rewatching Voyager. Voyager, they're like, we have a complement of 152 people. Shut up. You have 20 people on that uh, ship. Right. Right. Max. Yeah. You have 20 people. So every time like it gets in danger or Janeway freaks out or it gets blown up, you're like, really? Right. So in this movie, if they have a ship full of people, right. do you care? No. Okay, there we go. Nah, really. What are they all wearing? Red shirts? Right. Pretty much. Every, every single person mm-hmm. wearing a red yeah, shirt. It, so. it, it's fun. I just It's not okay. the summer movie I was hoping it would be. They're Fair already enough. going with another fourth movie in this installment mm-hmm. where Chris Hinworth comes back. Which, oh, right. Yeah, which that's right. excites me because I'm like, okay, that could be Mirror Universe. If you want to go way back to original series, that could be alternate timeline. Like, They could do some really, really cool things if they, if they choose to go down right. those paths. Who's writing it? Don't know. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, because <laughs> I had you know whoever was writing the original one. Apparently, they said it was too Star Trekky. Whatever that means. Uh, you mean good? <laughs> right. <And> so yeah. <laughs> they had to Don't make Star Trek too Star Trekky now. Yeah. But I think that, they that thought it would weird. isolate. If you're putting on a summer movie, they didn't want to mm-hmm. isolate a certain segment of the population that just wants to see a blockbuster. So and they from, rewrote it. From what I heard, or maybe this is just speculation, with you know the tragic passing of yeah. Anton Yelchin. In the next movie, what they might do is they're not going to recast him because yeah. that would be ridiculous. They might be like, oh, he is off at Starfleet Academy working on something, or he is doing what he wants to do, or he is off on a deep space mission. That would be awesome. Well, I thought they I, were going to cast Chris Hinworth in his role. Just have uh, <laughs> Just try, try and pass <laughs> yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> Zonky Chekhov just sitting there. Right. They'll, like, they'll, put a, they'll put a different Hemsworth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liam yes. needs work. Liam's captain as he's sitting yeah. there, just yeah. a giant Liam. four. <laughs> like, Liam, wait, Liam needs a hit. Liam's been in the, Liam is box office poison. He needs a hit. Badly. Yeah, poor Liam. That, that that would be interesting. So I think that would be cool if they, yeah. and not if, because they're doing a fourth movie. Right. If they at least acknowledge it, because correct me if I'm wrong. Did they do a title card treatment or anything? Yeah, like, it was at the, it was for him and Nemo at the end. Oh, okay. they both got one. All right, that, nice. that makes sense. It's touching. Yeah. So I think if they touch on that in the fourth movie, even if it is just in passing, even if it is just in like, oh, he is not here because he's doing something else. You mean like the beginning of Iron Man two? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Where they clearly replaced Rhodey, which was Terrence Howard. Uh, yeah. So the first they replaced the, Rhodey, they replaced uh, Tony Stark's dad. Yeah. Like so what, the, three times. The first now? interaction is Tony going to the courtroom <laughs> and it's Don Cheadle. He's like, "What are you doing here?" He says, "Look, I'm here. Let's just get over it." Like that's their yep. first interaction. Oh, I didn't. It's, I don't even yeah. remember yeah. that. Go back but now it. I remember it. You know, like it's, it's like, "Oh, that's right." I'm Which, like, huh? I remember yeah. laughing out loud in the theater. Like this is funny. <laughs> well, because Terrence question. Howard, to his credit, was one of the first people on board for Iron Man. He was yeah. like, "Cool." I will take $10 million. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah whatever, cool. Here it is. He's Second movie comes paid. around, he was like, I want 30 or something. Yeah. And they're like... They ask, I thought he just wanted top billing or something, and nah, that was why he, he wanted a grip of money. Oh, okay, He wanted okay. a bunch of money and top it. And they were like, yeah, peace. We're going to get... Mm. Oh, we got Don Cheadle on the phone right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, you don't. And, and Don Cheadle, Cheadle, he was like, a better cool. actor. Yeah. Better actor and... But imagine that. You're passing up all those checks. He had no idea. He had no idea. Iron Man was the first in this new kind of yeah. right. build, you know, built cinematic Marvel cinematic right. universe. So he had no idea. Right. That's just like um, 
when Gwyneth Paltrow tells the story of how Robert Downey talked her into doing the movie and right. just like, don't you want to be in a movie that people will actually watch? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him now. Yeah. Which, I, man, I, I still am not a fan of her. Oh, no. What? She's the worst. She's the, she's Thank the you. P- as Pepper Capital Potts? P. You don't like her? No, as an actress. How okay. about that? All right. Pepper, okay, so her interactions, like Pepper Potts, you know, and Tony Stark, like those are good interactions. Mm-hmm. It is still hard for me, like we were talking about before, separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. Right. It is still hard for me to watch Gwyneth Paltrow in anything, anything. and not be like, that is Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. yeah. She's just playing so you herself. you hope she dies in uh, Infinity War? I'm not hoping that. There are going to be a lot of people that do, though. Is she going to show up in Infinity War? I mean, you bring in people will. just to get them killed off? Yeah. Oh, okay. I would. <laughs> is, jo- is Whedon directing it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, Whedon. No, no. Russo, Whedon or Stephen Moffat. Oh, the, Russo, the, Russo, the Russo brothers are doing it. <sighs> Kill them all. So good. Kill them all. So good. They're going to introduce, I would say, all right, here's a prediction. Put okay. this on wax. On wax. On Infinity War Part 1, if they're still doing the Part 1, Part 2, they might change I thought that. they'd change it to doing only one. Uh, I want that to, was Justice League. Justice League, I, they I said they're going to do Justice League 1 and oh, I 2. They, changed that they might have. Infinity. Okay, uh, anyways. If they do two parts to Infinity War, part one, you will see 15 costumed superheroes that you have never seen before in a Marvel movie right. who are only there to get killed. Like yeah. Goliath in the... Oh, no, no Goliath. No. Like Ant-Man, Goliath. Yeah, like, no, I'm know. sorry, not Goliath. Um, no, who died in the actual Civil War? Which, in the book. Which, Oh, in the book? Uh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, there, there were a few uh, people. No, the big, the big, the dude who gets killed. Well, Thor. Well, no, Thor was already dead, and then they cloned Tony yeah, they Stark, cloned, cloned him. him, and right. whatever. Um, you got the hole in his chest. Who was it? Yeah, I thought it wasn't oh. Goliath, but his name was something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah. Yellow Jacket was a Yellow Jacket at the time. No, got enormous. It was a big giant guy. Right. Yeah. Again. Yeah. He gets so, but yeah, so, so there are people that die. Oh in yeah. It. So they'll introduce like. Can we fi- kill off the wa- what's her name? Wasp. Wasp. No, because they're getting a new movie. Yeah, but you can bring them so back corny. with the time. Like, okay, so here's my theory. My theory is that in his little arc reactor. No, in his little. Okay. I'm, necklace, looking, I'm, looking, no. I'm looking at I'm looking Tim at and he's Thanos touching shirt. his chest, but he's in my Thanos yeah. shirt on. So I'm like, uh, what, what is that? So the time stone, I think Doctor Strange okay. has it, and he's going to use oh, it okay. to... Strange has a when all, when all this is said and done, when people get murdered, he's going to yep. use it to create some reality to bring everybody back. So you can kill Wasp, yeah, you can right. kill Iron Man, you can kill anybody you want. And yeah. he, he can bring, bring them back. back. The only thing I've always hated about that is that just seems like such a cop-out. Yep. Yeah, Every time absolutely. they do that in a comic book, I'm like, what a cop-out. Like with this last... Oh, what was the last? Crisis? Or wh- which one? The last story. Oh, no, you joined uh, DC. No, no, no. no. So. The last... <laughs> I'm having such a brain fart. The last major event in yes. Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? Last major event in Marvel. Man, I'm, I'm I remember in all the um, uh, universes were colliding, right. and then everybody, what the heck was that called? I can't remember what it was yeah. called, but it has such a cop-out ending. Yeah. All these people died, created one universe, and then all these other ones pop up, Miles Morales, and then all oh, of a sudden, yeah. oh, then, okay, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And then it just, I was like, what, a cop-out? That I hate a cop-out, and that was no shade, but that's why I don't really So, like I mean, the other option is not killing people, which would be weird if Thanos shows up, right? You're building up this right. big bad. He has to murder some people to be like, oh, Was it Civil tough. War II? No, no, no. That's, that's, yeah. that's, oh, that's right that's now. That's, that's current. Oh, yeah. Secret Wars. Secret, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Secret okay. Wars. Yes, yep. yeah. That whole thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, man. <laughs> people yeah. gonna die. Yeah. So, like, I, I think how they will do it is you will see a bunch of costumed characters, like, in video clips. Yeah. You know, that you kind of never knew were there. Right. Just like it was Spider-Man. Right. Like, Spider-Man kind of showed up you know, he had been doing his right. thing. So you'll see that. Just I trust him to do it well. Yeah. Right. Rooster Captain Brothers. Captain Britain will show up. I know. Oh, Captain wow. Britain. Get Captain shot Britain. There you go. Squirrel Girl. Ooh, no. Squirrel Girl showed up. She could, she could hold her own. Yeah. But you awesome. know what I mean? It'll just be a bunch of randos. Yeah. 
Yeah, do you remember Excalibur with yes. Captain yes. Burton? My brother loved Excalibur. Wh- wow. With the swashbuckling Nightcrawler. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they'll ridiculous. throw like Banshee or some other like, what if X-Force? So, like, oh, you know, because Fox doesn't have, have rights to X-Force. Yeah. We've been waiting for an X-Force movie. Like, yeah. that would Strong Guy, just to see what, if they could do Colossus all CGI, they could do Strong Guy. They oh, yeah. That. You know, so, so it'll probably end up being something weird. Yeah, yeah. Only the like the real nerds will be like, "Oh, there's whatever." Yeah, and, a bunch of a ton of Easter eggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. tons of them. Yeah. They could bring Gideon. Gideon was a great X Force villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Night Thrasher. Yeah, a bunch of people. Anybody? We'll see. Uh, anyway, so, so anyway, this started. This started yeah. with Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm like, no. yeah go <laughs> see Star Trek if you get a chance. It's worth watching. Um, okay. Don't be discouraged. It's it's not the the ginormous mega hit it was supposed to be right did it feel like fast and the furious no it did which one well because well (laughs) you know because justin lynn was the director oh yeah yeah. no i was wondering although i am looking forward to fast eight oh my god the franchise that will not die it's like why would it it's like the saw movies right now they just keep bringing them we're making money so let's just keep making them they're making a killing on those movies which i'm not mad at that all three of us remember when fast and furious came out the first one Saw in the theater, Joke. like yeah. it was, it was fun. It was ridiculous. Then they made a second. You're like, All right, they're pretty uh, much Tokyo a Drift. special forces unit at this point. Which, and you have talked about this before, Tim. <laughs> How like, did Ludacris go from like a street race promoter to what master he's hacker? A, the hacker, <laughs> like what? And then they kidnapped the hacker. Uh, you know, my bae from Game of Thrones. They kidnap her for Fast 7. And she never does any hacking. No, Ludacris is still. What is she doing here? I mean, my biggest question is, they put Ludacris in more than one movie. Yep. He's not a good actor. Tyrese. Nope. Tyrese is a way better actor. Tyrese is entertaining, even though he, you know. He was funny at that. Yeah. Six. I don't know if I want to uh, say I, what I want to say about him okay. on this podcast without sounding racist. But. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. For, <laughs> I know what you mean. He was like, funny in Fast Six and yeah. The Rock is great. They just keep adding people. What I want to see is, like, before they go to space with this movie. Right, is, which is going to happen. Wait. All, oh, inevitably. Oh, come on. Think about you got to go to space. Tim and I talked about this before. Like, with Leprechaun. Well, this has been the new franchises. You got to go to space. This has been the about to review podcast. Let's take off. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Done. I want to see all the villains that they've defeated, quote unquote, mm. just team up. All of them. It would be the, all the past movies. It would be the crime syndicate. It would be the... It would, um, it would be Bar- so Barga from I'm the done. one I'm, movie. We're done. I, we're done with this conversation. <laughs> it would be, I'm so irritated right now. I don't even. This is ridiculous. the most ridiculous. No, but it would be Jason. Statham, but the his thing that's, that makes me mad is that I can totally see that happening, <laughs> and then I'm gonna spend the money. You're gonna mm-hmm. see it, and I'm just like mad at myself, and then I'll be like, oh, hey, people almost good. cried at the end of the last movie. Okay, oh, well, people did cry. People got emotional. My friend was like, I got a little choked up at the end, so I'm watching it, and I was like, man, you all. The names I was calling him in my head. <laughs> but also, I remember after Fast 6, mm-hmm. like that, that short, when they do that short post credit and you see Statham's character. Oh, like, right. The, I was in Cinema, but the crowd erupted. And I was like, wow. people would buy tickets for Fast 7 right now. Oh, so for sure. Yeah. I, I remember that too. I was like, when yeah. I saw Jason Statham, yeah. people were like, oh my God. Like, he's so great. Yeah. I've been in love with him since Lock, Sock, and Two Smoking Barrels. So you're going to see the mechanic too? Uh, the mechanic no, resurrection I say or whatever. That. <laughs> no, let's, no, let's not. No, uh-uh. let's like, not be silly. But she is sir. not crazy. No. Yeah. No, okay. No. But right. I do like me some Statham. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we will actually we will we will start with that in the sense okay. of so the rating system right for the podcast this podcast about to review the best rating system on the airwaves. <laughs> You have three choices. Okay. Good, bad, or ugly. That is it. <clears throat> Good can range from. You enjoyed it. To it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Bad. You're like, 
you know, it was kind of meh, but I did not regret spending that two hours in a nice, cool theater, usually way too cold. Rest, yes. Uh, is ugly true. is just a void. Hot so, garbage. Ugly right. is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Star Trek Beyond. Good. Good. It's good. Okay. All right. It's a good out of me. <laughs> He's like, and that's uh, what I'm going to say. It's a good. good. It's a good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, if you're a fan of Star Trek, go see it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally understandable. All right. Moving on to our first actual topic All right. of this episode is Preacher. That's my show. The AMC show that wrapped its very short season recently. They had a total of nine. Was it nine or eight? Uh, I feel like they did. I think uh, it was nine. You right? know what's funny? After the first Preacher episode, we podcasted together. Yeah. And we're doing this after the last one. Oh, mm-hmm. yay. Oh, there you go. Everything oh. come full circle. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think, uh, let me just make sure, because that is thing with the beautiful IMDb. Uh, yeah, they only did, oh, wait, did they? oh, 10 episodes. Oh, okay. it was 10. Okay. 10. 10. Yeah, Not yeah. bad. So 10 episodes. <clears throat> so Jess and I have read a little bit of Preacher. Or actually, I, I have read... You've read all, all, all of, of it, it, and I've read some of it. You've read some all of it. it. All of it. It was a while ago. So Preacher first so came, came out... in 2005? 95. 95? It Dang, from, it was that... I'm from 95 to 2000. It was on the oh. Vertigo imprint of DC, which right. is kind of their edgier it's stuff like the they adult. would do. Yeah, it was yeah. like Sandman was there, Hellblazer mm-hmm. was on the Vertigo imprint. So for those of you who have no idea what Preacher is, first of all, pull up AMC on whatever cable provider you have and watch it. But Preacher tells the story of Jesse Custer, mm-hmm. who, through some happenstance, ends up being possessed uh, by this force, we will call it. And he ends up with the power to completely influence people's actions by the word of God. Okay. So what he believes is the word of God. What he believes is the word of God and what, it, what was called the word of God by characters, both in the comics and on the show. The it's show. called Genesis, right? Yeah. Yes. So Genesis is the entity. That he is yes. possessed with. Genesis is the, um, is the uh, not procreation, that would be the, the it, act. Was, it was, yeah, the it was, yeah, the product of a, a demon and an angel, yep. correct? A demon and an angel. Like an unholy. Yeah, thing, like yeah. unholy, unnatural thing that was just like, yeah. we cannot have this. Right. But Genesis was, you know, produced, I guess, in that union, and then it, it possessed Jesse Custer. And gave him this power. It was actually like it locked up, it locked up like in prison, like in yeah, some heavenly right. prison, and, and then it escaped. escaped. Yeah, yeah, and then was searching for a host on Earth, mm-hmm. and it ended up landing on Jesse. He was the one who was we strong a few enough. Hosts when the show opens, too. which is interesting because that was something that, hosts. from what I remember of the comics, and again, it came out a while ago, right. and I did a little bit of brushing up. That never really happened. No, no, no. no. But we so, we'll come back to that. Yeah. that yeah it didn't happen at all it's not the way that it works in the, yeah. in the comic mm-hmm. so it's a lot it's very different very different okay. very very yeah. very different very different which is why we'll come to this but like the fanboys were so bent out of shape really this is mm-hmm. not what the book is like oh, this isn't <laughs> the book. i just they're ruining my favorite book they're ruining my and i'm like let it breathe just sit, pop yeah. that cork let yep. it breathe yeah because just like with so many things that we as a table of geeks right now when we hear the geek crowd being like they ruined it no, they did not. No. You can go on Comixology right now. Yeah. Right. Buy every issue of Preacher, which they only made like they didn't 66. Burn all the copies. Right. Like they only did 66 issues and a few special like one shots. Right. You can go. You, it is there. Mm-hmm. It exists. Yep. They did not ruin anything. Anything. Right. You can and, always and, go back and to and it. And for honest, certain interpretations don't really translate well from comic to television or movies. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Certain things just aren't going to. Like there's certain things. I remember they wanted to do the Mandarin 
Mm-hmm. The way it was supposed to be for Iron Man three, and they were like, "It's yeah. kind of racist." We it's can't. super uh, racist. Super yeah. racist. Super racist. <laughs> you can't do the Mandarin, so people were upset that oh, they didn't do the Mandarin. Like, you know, you can't do that version of the Mandarin, right? And that's why. Did you ever watch um, the Young Iron Man Adventures? Whatever, the Invincible Iron Man. I no, think? no, no. It was like he was a teenager. Teenager oh, Tony oh, Stark. It was on Nickelodeon. Okay, no. It was called. Iron Man. Iron Man. Unit Smash or whatever? No, 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 no. It came out a couple came years out, ago. They came out with a bunch of yeah, like. Yeah, the, the, young this was ones. on Nickelodeon because some of the other ones are on Disney. Oh, okay. Because, oh, because, yeah, now all that Marvel stuff is on yep. Disney, but, but yeah, before they is. got the rights. <laughs> it's all there. They uh, before they bought it. Checks. And the Mandarin was actually an Asian kid in his class whose nice. father was actually a bad guy and a villain. Ooh, I like so it, it actually like it. worked to right. have the Mandarin as his main villain. The Mandarin was his main villain. He was going around collecting these rings, of course, you know, <sighs> that the Mandarin has. Nice. So it right. actually worked super well without being racist because mm-hmm. this kid was yep. an American, an Asian American kid whose mm-hmm. father was, I believe, a gang mem- member, a, a the head of like or something, something like that, like that? yeah okay. and so he Triad actually ends up i think betraying his father or, or something happens with his father and then he becomes the mandarin mm-hmm. and so he's fighting but that sounds I good think, i don't think that he knows that yeah. tony stark is iron man right. and then tony stark doesn't know that his friend is this his classmate I like it is the mandarin mm-hmm. and so it actually worked in that i think it was called iron man adventures but it might oh, be I know, it actually I, just, I got all of those confused when they came out with like five different a million like, different young ones. Yeah. adult Iron Man yes. and Agent of Smash, yes. like, yeah. and then this one, Happy and, Pep- and Pepper, are in it, and they're his friends. Happy was actually this jock that used to kind of sort of bully him, and hmm. it's actually a really good cartoon. It's a really, if anybody wants to check that out, yeah. I think it's Iron Man Adventures, if I'm I'll not mistaken. It, it yeah. was pretty good, but they did a good job with the Mandarin. But yeah, how do you yeah. make the ter- put the Mandarin in 2000 and what was it 13 yeah. and yeah. make it not? It- it is totally racist. I mean, yeah. You have to think about it. Like when you look at the history of not just Iron Man, but most right. comics, <laughs> yeah. they're so indicative of the time. So like, okay, there's so, a comic called like Yellow Claw, right? And it's the Asian dude. With the, have you yeah. seen it? Yeah. Like there's a lot yeah. of really racist stuff. And well, I mean, if I had to hear Luke Cage in the old days say "Yo, brother" or anything else, I'm gonna be like, dude, <laughs> oh, when, we're, when, we're gonna get to that with Suicide Squad. When he said "Sweet <laughs> Christmas," though, mm. yeah. Jessica Jones, awesome. Yes. Uh, wow, that, yeah. that was a growl. I, I was <laughs> like, I just, I, that was just the Tierra and all that. I was just like, come on, like. But yeah. I love Luke Cage is definitely one of my favorite Avengers, yeah. and, the, and we'll see what they do with the show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. It's like because yeah, with Iron Man in the first one, he faced like Iron Monger. Yeah. So when when that character kind of loosely, that character is kind of based on Crimson Dynamo, yeah, which is a USSR, mm-hmm. you know, red version of, and it was like <laughs> like Omega Red, right, exactly. So you think you have to think about like when these things come out, right? But anyway, so but yeah, the fanboys just love the rip things. Of yeah, they do. Like so, Preacher's a great yeah. book. The mm-hmm. show is a great show. Yep. You need to separate those two. Yeah. And then you'll have a full enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. Because if I were nitpicking, which I tend to do with the D- with the Marvel movies, right. I'm completely disappointed. I've always I always I couldn't figure out why they didn't do the Ant Man movie before they did the Avengers movie because I was like yeah. that would make more sense because Ant Man created, uh, created Ultron. Ultron. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It would make more sense. Also the whole um what is the thing in Tony Stark's Arc- Arc- Thank you, the arc reactor, that thing there were so many glitches because I've read the comic books and I'm just like, no. And with mm-hmm. Wolverine Origins. Right. No. Oh, man. No. Like, that's, this is not... I that from my memory. You know, but if I want to enjoy something, I'll let it go. I'll yeah. let them see what they do, you know, and because I am a part of this geek group on Facebook and this one guy is just ripping Preacher to shreds like it's hot garbage. 
The writing is perfect. Right. The yep. acting is perfect. The editing is perfect. The directing well. is perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything about that show. I have not one complaint about Preacher. And, and to me, I think this this is where a lot of our, our geek brothers and sisters go wrong. Like mm-hmm. a place like AMC, which has shown that they can handle properties well, like yeah. give them some leeway. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if they're going to do a show like, like I don't know what other network Preacher could be on. That I well, felt like would handle it well. HBO. They actually like oh, I was Netflix. gonna say so HBO actually HBO had the, they they made a deal. Oh yeah, I do remember that actually. Uh, and I even wrote it down two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like going that. way back. Yeah, yeah. I saw HBO, that on uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, was kind of toying around with the idea. They started toying around with an idea with this in like ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier were attached to it for a while as producers. Like they tried. They even cast. You might not. You might not believe this. Your boy Cyclops. James Mardson wow. was going to play Jesse Custer. No. Wow. Yeah, like he was actually cast. That was he in like, yeah. like two thousand. I think that was he's a good actor though. That's like two thousand two, two thousand four. Yeah. I heard yeah. Seth Rogen talking on the the after show saying that mm-hmm. he was trying to get cast as Arseface for the movie they're potentially going to do. Mm-hmm. Like he sent wow. an email like, "Hey, yeah,", yeah, yeah. and it kind of just blew him off. But yeah, which so that, I, I cannot see that at all. Right, no. but, like, but even then, like I don't, I think now we're at a place where people know what to do with these properties. Mm-hmm. They know how to market them. They know yep. how to make them. They know they know that, like what Jessica was just saying, they know that it's okay to sort of move, a, pivot a little bit away from the source material, yeah, deviate a bit. You just, can do yep. it, and, and, and you can still, still stay true, it. right, and respect it. And but there was a time where people didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and even like when they were making this show, like right. the writers, like they were talking to Garth Ennis, who created mm-hmm. this right. whole thing, and they're like, you know, we should do one episode is each comic they should do this and he was like you know that might not work and they're like okay whatever you want to do yeah because like at a certain point it is like okay this person created this whole mythology Mm -hmm. like trust them with and how does he want to see it right if he were to see it how how and even like when a show plays out episodically the way it does versus maybe on netflix where you drop all 10 episodes like you have to structure them differently because people are consuming them differently. Mm-hmm. And so that matters. So that factors into how you're going to tell the story, like what information you're going to give this episode, what are you dropping in the second episode, how are you going to end this first season? Mm-hmm. Um, so all that comes into consideration when you're deciding, you know, what you're leaving in and what you're taking out. Right. Because with, with Preacher, what was interesting about this season, because going into it, knowing the comics, I was like, okay, how are they going to do this, this, this? Right. This entire season is essentially a prequel. Right. And I was saying it from the yeah, beginning. You said that I said that from it. the beginning. I was like, I think this is a prequel, and they're mm-hmm. trying to build up to it. And then they said it. They, the nerds are freaking out about how much they hate it. Mm-hmm. And then the after show, <laughs> Seth was like, it, we didn't want to tell you guys, mm-hmm. but it's actually a prequel. Because right. now yep. this, this last episode basically ended with them starting where the book Absolutely, starts. Yeah. Issue, issue and one. And it makes so much sense, because why mm-hmm. not build a backstory for these characters? Now you care Because about you have it. to care. You yeah, have to okay. care about what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I thought they did that perfectly. They, it was a little yeah. slow in the beginning, but I knew that it was building to something. Mm-hmm. So I was very patient. It reminds me of what they did with The Walking so Dead, right? Which was like, you spend all this time with Rick and these people. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't start getting these big bads until later. Right. You're like, oh, now I care if someone gets yeah. eaten. It terminates. Right. Which, and so, I would, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and avoid some spoilers. Yes. For this, Did but I just spoil something. No, no, no. Okay, I'm like, ooh, dang, sorry, guys. I was about to because it's just like so. The main antagonist right. in in this season, his character in the comics does not show up until like halfway through, more than halfway through the run. Like Odin Quinn Cannon, yeah, does not show up until like issue like forty two. Oh, you're kidding. See, so I'm like not it that is far, of course. It is late, so they kind of 
the way they tie things in is interesting because now it is like as a as a reader, I'm like, okay, that antagonist is gone. Right. What antagonist is next? Right. We saw that. You know, and so the Saint of Killers, Saint of you know, which, who is that's how, that was how the book started. Yeah. Saint of Killers was the villain, and I'm just like and in the book I'm going, but what's his deal? Right. But right. I love Man, you do not find out actually We find out until Well in the in the comic you only get little whispers. They did a one shot uh-huh. um, of the Saint of Killers after the run had ended. They kind of learned that whole backstory, but yeah. So they they, they so did chose. Did you have any idea what was going on with him until it was revealed on revealed on the show? Did you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, from you the did. comics, did yes. you, could you tell what was happening? I didn't know that. Well, not any spoilers. But. Okay, I'm like. Well, I couldn't. Which, which I, I was trying to figure out the timeline. Where, that's what I was trying yeah. to figure out. I was trying to figure out what the timeline was. I was like, I know that 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 the cowboy is a saint of killers, right. but I'm trying to figure out his timeline right now, yeah. like, and how the these are gonna, and how they're going to cross over to each other, and then that not this episode, but the episode before, and everything. I was like, wait a second, why? I, I actually looked at the DVR, and I'm like, did, did I we miss start? <laughs> did we start all over? The you yeah. know, I was kind of like, what? And I'm watching it with my roommate because I got her into it. And then everything starts coming full circle and I'm just, and she blurted out exactly what was going on. And I'm like, oh, you caught that? I'm still trying to figure out what's right. going on. Right. She knew it like right yeah. away, right, right yeah. away she caught it. She's like, oh, I know her. And she's never read the comic book or anything right. and she wow. caught it. So that is the thing is like they, like Tim was saying, AMC is showing what you can do when you minimize the set, when you yes. minimize the budget and maximize the story. Yes. Right. Like that is one of the notes that I wrote down I wanted to touch on because like, the Walking Dead, which yeah. granted I'm like three seasons behind on. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, never watched a single episode. Oh, I know I love you Fear love it. <laughs> but love it, it is one of the things like minimize the set, minimize the budget, maximize the story. Yeah, keep right. it simple. Because with mm-hmm. this one, like they only had three set pieces, four or five set pieces. Right. With Preacher, with season one, that was all you needed. Yeah. There was no reason, like even when they would do flashbacks. Right. Mm-hmm. Was it, was same, it, yeah, it, it was, was like, the same. <laughs> it was the same set. It's the church. It's a house. It's a yeah. A bar. In, in right? The you know, and, and Odin Kincannon's yeah. office. So like that was so smart. And I yeah. have to credit the producers, the writers, the directors, whoever made that choice to be like, you know what? We have this budget. Right. With this budget, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can tell this story. And, and they executed it. Yeah. perfectly yeah. and even my I have a, an Irish friend and I, he, he just started watching it this week because mm-hmm. he has an office job that he is on a computer all day but actually on his other computer he's watching Netflix wow. so he messages me and he's like, what, like should, what should he goes what should I be watching and I said uh, check out uh, Preacher I think you'll like it so he gets into it and he's in like the second third episode or something he messages mm-hmm. me and was like this guy's Irish accent is so good I've never yeah. heard one that was this good before and What's his name who plays Joe Cassidy? Yeah, yeah, he's actually English. Like English. when you watch mm-hmm. the like the whole cast is English when you're watching Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, when you're wa- when you watch the panel at Comic-Con if you just look on IMDb everyone is English. And he does this like they did he did a good job with this accent even. And even I'm watching I'm like that sounds like my friend and all his friends. What a great accent. Right. Same yeah. slang and everything. Mm-hmm. He even saying that little that Molly the put the kettle on <laughs> right. and my friend says it to my roommate Molly. He's always like Molly put the kettle on and I'm like that's that song that you you know. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. they did such a good job just with the minor details. Mm-hmm. You know and mm-hmm. I just I was Every episode, I wanted to know what was happening next and where it was going. And that, I think, is what shows what great TV does, is when you're in the middle of an episode and you are invested. And at the end of that episode, you're like, okay, what did this mean? 
what are they going to do in the next one? Right. And even that's how they do a good job of that. Even in fear of the walking dead, the show is not the best show. Mm. The, the characters aren't likable. Whereas, you know, the, okay. like Preacher has likable characters. Game right. of Thrones has likable characters. A lot of these shows have well, likable. Game of Thrones at least has like two. But even but the bad guys, <laughs> the bad you guys. have something where you, you have a feeling for them. Okay, fair enough. Fear of the Walking Dead does not. But because the story is good enough, you're still curious as to what happens to these characters. You don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. But oh, you're I like, but, but the story was, but he didn't show up till later. I know. He didn't show up, you know, no he didn't show up till later. But no now idea. you're kind of wondering what's going to happen because... Like, I want to know the story's done mm-hmm. so well. So even if the acting is bad, if the story is well, like, you want to know what happens next. And I think, you know, and like with Garth Ennis, who, you know, created Preacher, he does not like superheroes. Like, he has said it multiple times. Like, he does mm. not like the genre. Like, he has even talked about, like, he was like, Alan Moore with Watchmen did a good job, but I think that medium is dying. And I was like, whoa. Like, the wow. whole superhero genre. So he really likes to focus on grounded characters mm-hmm. so even though jesse kester has this power even though there are characters in the show that are legitimately angels and cannot die they still feel grounded they mm-hmm. still feel organic I, and i think because the crux of it is really uh, jesse has this power and he's wondering why he has it mm-hmm. what's his purpose yep uh, what is he going to do with this why has god given this to him is he supposed to do something great with it like and that's true for most of us without superpowers right what am i what is my purpose what am i doing here am i doing this right is mm-hmm. there some reason this happened to me why do good things happen to bad people like he's having all yeah. these questions with him and i think we can anyone can resonate with that and i think that's why the character works so well in the show now why do you why do both of you think that shows like like this like preacher walking dead fear of the walking dead with such a minimal kind of set design with minimal budget why are these so popular now? Like, what is resonating now that makes these such huge hits that they are? I think because TV is better than movies now. Yeah. Okay. TV is consistently better, yeah. better than movies. And these you see these movies with these huge production budgets, with these $150 million production budgets. Yeah, and, Independence Day. You know, all, yeah. And then the, it, this, it's just not good. A L- little bit of shade there. Too. No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> no, that's, no, that's a movie for they real. put money into. And yeah. for what? Yeah, mm-hmm. all this, they put a lot of money into some really mediocre movies. And so then you have less money. I mean, with the Netflix shows. Why yeah. are the Netflix shows so Crushing good? Crushing it. You know, like, they, the budget is so small. And they're decent actors. Those aren't yeah. little tiny mm-hmm. actors out of nowhere. Again, Idris Elba. Yeah. Piece of donation. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, they have these really huge actors that have been in a lot of different things. And they're just focusing more on the character and the story. We don't need to know about the background. We don't need to see anything else. We don't need a... a, a, a Star Wars Episode Three green screen, a bunch of stuff going on in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just need what's in the foreground. These people doing their job. You know, we we're invested in the characters because the stories are just written and they're directed well. Because we all know yep. that a movie like Batman versus Superman could have been such a great movie because it had such good actors, right. but it was edited yep. poorly. The story wasn't written well. It wasn't cohesive. <laughs> yeah. Nothing made any sense. But the acting was strong. Like every time, every scene. I'm going like so. I'm watching it going. Ben Affleck is a is a good Batman. Yeah. Henry Cavill is good. Like every uh, what's um Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg. Of course, yep. he's still being Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, but or in Max Gal Landis. Gadot, or Max Landis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Depending on which one, he is just the bit. Um, but and you know Gal Gadot, so you're watching these really strong actors do their jobs really yep. well. But this, at the same time, you're sitting it going like, why are you, am I even seeing any of this? Right. You know, and okay. and I feel that they do a good job editing, but also. That being said, Avatar The Last Airbender was such a great 
part two and a great show Phenomenal. because it took such a long time to build these characters. Mm-hmm. Right. You're getting to build up this character. You're getting this yep. backstory with different episodes and you're falling in love with all of these characters and what their things and you're watching them grow. And you cared about you, every everyone. single character. Then you took an entire first season of Avatar The Last Airbender and put it into a movie that was an hour oh. and a half long and made no sense and was kind of racist and boring. Right. And K- then, kind of racist? You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, so, so the same thing goes with a lot of the movies versus the TV shows. You can develop characters over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Over ten episodes you're developing characters. Breaking Bad made you learn to love these characters and then start to hate these characters. Uh, you built this yeah. this story around these people you didn't throw it all together in an hour and a half i mm-hmm. think that has a lot to do with it too that makes sense okay. absolutely i've got like a two-part answer one okay. part is from the creator side which is you know no one's this isn't now to know where everyone has to watch tv at the same time right yep so you're running into this issue where how do we capture audiences how do we keep a captivated audience when it is not when wednesday it, night at eight yeah, o'clock how do or we, whatever how do we get it so we have to figure out how to do things differently this old model doesn't work and the other side is it's i was funny i was just transcribing this interview i did with joe Seamus, who directed Indignation. And one of the stars of the movie is Logan Lerman, who's a great young actor. But he said, Logan just stopped acting after Fury. He said, I'm not taking mm. anything that's interesting. And that's what we get. You'll get actors who well, are like, I want to do something interesting. Yep. I'm tired of doing green screen. I'm tired of doing this. And he said, you know, people were waving big checks at him. And he was just like, no. Huge respect for that. Huge. He just was just, like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And you're getting more actors because these, whether it be Preacher or Walking Dead or something like um, anything on Netflix, they're becoming part of the culture mm-hmm. more so than, you know, who cares how much money they're making. And people yeah. want to be part of stuff that's part of the culture. Mm-hmm. To, to do interesting work and to have people, when you come off the elevator, be like, yo, you're in this thing and I really enjoyed it. Like all these little kids and stranger things, like people are telling them how great it is versus oh, you could have you could have one of see. those kids. <laughs> right? But imagine one of those kids took a big check to be in some, to be in nine lives, right? Yep. Ugh. Right, I'm uh, sure you got a check for it, but that's nothing anyone's talking about. What is Kevin Spacey doing? I don't know. Getting Get a, a check. check. Getting a check. I mean, I guess. But offered like... him a bag of money and he took it. But I mean, but I think these younger actors are smarter and they're trained and they want to be in good stuff. Um, so you're seeing it, and that's why you're seeing these actors. We talked about most of the class, the cast being English. Mm-hmm. That's why you're seeing that. They're like they're coming over here to act. Yep. They sure are. They're not over here to be movie stars. I always say yeah, that the difference between American actors and non-American actors, because they could be English, Irish, Scottish, Australian, Australian African, yeah. Asian. They can yeah. be from any other. I truly, honestly believe that they take their job seriously and that it's a job, a job that they right. want to do well. Mm-hmm. And then over here, I feel like people just want to be movie stars. They just yeah. want to be a star. Yeah. So they, and Jennifer Lawrence is the exact same person in every single movie. Yeah. Well, Julia not, Roberts <laughs> is the exact <laughs> same person in every single movie. No lie. I, I feel like m- the majority of American actors and actresses tend to be the same person in every single movie. What was it? The year that No Country for Old Men mm-hmm. and Oil right. and everything came out? Every single person that won an Oscar that year was from another country. Not one person was American. Right. Remember, wow. it was Javier Bardem, yeah, yeah, and it yeah, was, yeah. you know, e- and Tilda Swinton, and Tilda everybody Swinton. who Phenomenal. won an Oscar that year was not an American person. Yeah. Period. You yeah. know, and that's just, I mean, even 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. yeah. It's a movie about American slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was the, like. And all three. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. the director, the director, Steve, yeah. Steve, 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 um, Ma- Steve McQueen. Qu- yeah, Steve McQueen. Uh, he is English. Like, yeah. what is, I feel like. They, they just do it better. One of my clients was telling me this story. She's a, um, 
she's a theater major. She's into theater and runs the theater stage for kids. I can't remember what it's called. (laughs) Right. And she was talking, we had this conversation a lot where she said that it was like Laurence Olivier or someone tells a story about how Dustin Hoffman was playing Othello or something. And he's telling himself, I'm a poor black man. I'm a poor black man over and over and over again. And I, I, if someone correct me, Twitter, you know, someone on Twitter at the well actually can correct me. They will. And he was like, just act. Yep. You know, like, like it's all this method acting. This crazy. Just do your job. Just act. You don't gotta, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is something to method acting, but at the same time, just do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, because you have the exceptions that huh? Daniel Day Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Who will seclude himself for six months? <laughs> He's walking mm-hmm. around as Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, like right. with with Lincoln writing letters when he wrote letters to Sally Field as Abraham. Like mm-hmm. he is on a whole different level. Not every actor can do that, right? And that is okay, right? No matter what your craft is, acting, singing, accounting, whatever it is. There are certain people who are going to rise above mm-hmm. and be phenomenal right. at that same job you do, and that is okay. Yeah. It does not mean that you are doing a bad job. Right. It just means that that one person is really, really good. Right. That, and honestly, I think that's, and not to do the Beyonce, but I think that's why Beyonce stands out, like no, when you no, say singing, because right. I actually wasn't a huge Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. And then the last album with The Drunken Love, I'm like, okay, I kind of like these songs. And mm-hmm. then when Formation came out, I'm like... Oh my god! And so now I listen to like Beyonce, and I'm like, listen to the progression. Yep. Right. I used to hate her voice. She sounded like SpongeBob. She had like the vibrato what? thing going. No, yeah. yeah. In the beginning, in Destiny's Child days, I'm like, she sounds like SpongeBob with the uh, like the too yeah. much she vibrato. Really right. Yeah, and then just slowly but surely, she got better and better and better. And I feel that way about a lot of these stronger actors. Every time you see them, they're even better. How much yep. better did Heath Ledger was getting better and better and better? Right. He's yeah. amazing. Tom Hardy is getting better and better. And you know, I think part of that is you get comfortable. Yeah. Right. You, not only do you get comfortable in your craft, and again, comfortable can have a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but when you're comfortable and you're like, okay, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Not only this is who I am, th- these are my talents. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the talents that I'm going to show the right. world. When Beyonce was in town a couple months ago, good Lord, that woman puts on a show. That is like the best show I think I've ever seen in my because life. Because I've been and, to a lot of shows. And you see her and you're like, okay, this person looks larger than life on every form of media you ever see her. Right. Then you see her except in concert. What was that? Except for acting. Except for, okay, except, uh, for, ex- except for acting. Sorry, B. Come Love on. you, B. Beehive. You didn't like her in uh, kind of like records? Okay, so what were you saying? All uh, right. <laughs> but when you see her on stage mm-hmm. and you're like, that is exactly who she, you know, is in the media mm-hmm. and she is slaying it. Oh, yeah. She She's kills it. She kills it. She's a so star. That. She makes you, like, you feel emotional, you know, but, but, and, I yeah. think all the success from these other shows allows uh, shows other actors that they can be in things and be successful. Mm-hmm. So if, if someone's so when you're casting for preacher, you can get someone like Dominic Cooper. Yeah, mm-hmm. who again had his chance in the Marvel Universe, right? To had recast Howard Stark three him. different times, right. but he's a good actor. Yeah, he's excellent. He he Ruth is excellent. Nega is excellent. Excellent. Ruth Nega, and that was the other thing is like surprisingly. So when it comes to geeks freaking out about things. And switching characters, like with Will Smith as Deadshot, which we will get to later. Yeah, we were like, "Oh, you know, he's not a black guy." Okay, who cares? It is a comic book, right? Especially when you think about the multiverse. Yeah, think yeah. of it like that. With Ruth Nega, like she, Tulip in the comics, yeah. was Tulip white. is white. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the comics was white. Right. right. Al- almost everybody. So in this show, casting Ruth Nega as Tulip, it was like, okay. Like, just let it happen, because without that, 
the diversity factor in Preacher, if, when they continue <laughs> on to seasons two and three, yeah. would not happen. Right. Like, I'm really interested to see where they go with this now that the things happened the way they happened in season one of Preacher, what antagonists they have next, and what happens and how they advance the story, and how they include diversity. Mm-hmm. Because she, Tulip, might be the only diverse character you see. But that makes them, as long as there's one. I've always said that as long as there's one, I'm happy. I don't watch like one of my girlfriends is like, do you watch girls? I go, are there any minorities in it? Well, then why do I want to watch a show that has New York not City? even one? Right. You know, it doesn't matter. I go, is there, oh, yeah, is there like at least friends, a Jewish girl yeah. in it? Like someone with some kind of, right. you know, like mm-hmm. representation, but I'm not watching that. Even Game of Thrones has some minorities and, uh, yeah. um, and then this show, like, thank you. You gave me a black girl. That's all I need. Yeah. Just a show that you tried and right. she's good. You didn't just like really good. throw someone in there to, build this like stereotype or something she's great excuse me she's great like she does a good job all of the performances that was one of the other things i want to talk about all of the performances in the show are solid yeah even when you look at side characters uh odin odin quinn cannon king cannon his like the mayor of the town who kind of comes to like you know help him out with whatever like even that guy yeah. is good. Yeah. Good. Like he is a believable yep. character. Schmarmy guy. Right. Yeah. And like the schmarmy mayor of this tiny little Texas town that probably does not even need a mayor. At all. It just yep. kind of runs by it's itself. One. But you believe it. Like right. it, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And even with um, Arseface and his father, like they did a <laughs> right. good job even with that relationship. And right. then it, 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 it really reminded me of, uh, oh, what's the movie? American Beauty. The brain okay, dead yeah. looking mom watching it, you know, watching yeah. TV all the time, not, you know, really talking to not anyone else. To anything. The mm-hmm. son who has some issues and then the father who is, right. you which, know, kind of reminded in the, me. In the comics, they elaborated, a lot, elaborated on that a lot more. In the mm-hmm. comics, uh, the mayor, or not the mayor, the sheriff, the sheriff, sheriff mm-hmm. Root, never talks to his son. Post-accident, never talks to his son, like never acknowledges yeah. his son. And his son, Arseface, is always positive. Yes. Like at every panel, is positive, like, and he has the subtitles, which again they did in right. the show, which yeah, was so, so like, great, so cool. So they, they really just nailed that. It was yeah. different than the comic, but that is okay. In well, the they comics, had to make it different because the right. comic was 1995, and this is right. 2016. Well, that was the other thing. Is so the way they tied that in. So in the comic, the reason that Ars face his face is all messed up, right. he tried to commit suicide. Right. In the show, it was because he shot a girl so that's the thing so that's like, what i couldn't figure out so he shot that girl why because he was in love with her and then tried to shoot himself and it yeah, didn't I, work i, I, do I like think a, so like a double suicide I, that's work. what i thought it was but then i'm thinking maybe he was it a double suicide uh, well, or was it a, i don't know if you watched the, the after show after the last episode only we're, we're gonna get more into what happened okay because okay, in the comic leader. book he shot himself because kurt, kurt cobain, cobain shot himself yeah. so that's why he so was he to, loved kurt cobain yeah he and his dated reference oh yeah for sure and he had his best friend pube was his was his yeah. like best friend in the comics, and they wanted to do like double suicide. Yeah, Hugh went first, succeeded. Right, Arsface, you know Eugene Root in the show, went next and failed. Yeah, it's a botched suicide. Yeah. Now his face looks so the way it does. In the show, like they did a really good job. Like you cared for this yeah, character, and we at the end of the season, not really sure the fate of some of these characters. Right, that's why I'm like, what? I care. I want. I want to know what happens the next season because where's Eugene? Where is Eugene? Yeah. Right. And the other thing I was going to say, like what you were saying, how some things don't translate well. Right. You can't 
and I was talking about this on our little podcast that Damien and I have is I would not call it um, a little yeah, podcast. A little Come podcast. on. <laughs> well, Come on. We've mentioned it before about how some things don't and, translate. And what is that podcast called? Heaven, the Curly Nerd Podcast. Uh, it's pretty great. It's been going on for about a year now. Check it out. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. There you go. Um, so I Heaven totally, I totally threw you off track. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm trying to like make say this articulate this correctly. Mm-hmm. Heaven and hell mm-hmm. don't necessarily translate well on a television show and even in a movie. Totally. In a cartoon, Absolutely. you can make it dark and creepy, like in an anime. Right. When they go to hell in an anime or heaven in an anime, mm-hmm. it's so creepy and it kind of gives you the creeps and the chills. Kind of like the CGI nightmare of Spawn. If you remember that yes. one? Yes. When he went to hell with Malbolgia. Yeah. Oh, man. I love CGI. <laughs> I know that afraid. was the birthplace of CGI and so, it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in, even in Hellboy... Mm-hmm. They right. don't even put you right in hell. They yep. almost hint at it. It's almost like you're kind of, it's in your peripheral, right? Yep. Hell is right. more in your peripheral because it doesn't translate well. It translates well when it's in a drawing, mm-hmm. in an old Renaissance painting. Right. It translates well in Hercules, a Disney movie. You right. know, it just, things translate. But when you, if you're going to put, Eugene goes to hell. Sorry, spoiler alert. <gasps> Sorry, guys. Uh, but they don't geez. tell you. You hear it. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy because you just hear it. That's yep. what always like, Side note: That's always why I've loved Guy Ritchie because his violence right. was mm-hmm. his violence is always. Um, oh my God! What's the word? It was, it was In, conceptual and like yeah, you, it you was heard implied. It. It was the violence was always implied. Mm-hmm. So when a, when a man is throwing a machete at another man, you know what's going to happen, but you don't need to see it. Yep. So it almost makes it yeah, worse. There's a lot of like POV shots where you see someone getting kicked or punched, but you don't, you don't really see it. See it. And that was fist flying. Yes. And, that, and, and then that goes back to like I mean, even with like Scarface, right? You know, like yeah. the shower scene. Yep. In Scarface, I saw his, that scene way too young. Mind you. Yeah. When his <laughs> when his boy is getting hit with a chainsaw, and you do not see that because they cover they cover it with. Yeah. The, uh, do not need to see it. Right. All you see is Al Pacino getting sprayed with blood, and you're like. Oh man, and it lets your imagination right. take right. you the rest of yeah. life. Right. It's, it reminds me of, of the, the the Sansa rape scene from Game of Thrones that they didn't show anything. Right, you need to see Reek sort of like because we do not need to we see. Need it. We don't need to see. But it, it disturbed yeah. people so, so bad. Much. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing. I mean, even in like uh, Seven. Yeah, you yeah. know that stuff. What's in the box? Well, oh. a lot of the stuff was after the fact, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah. so you're just like, True. oh my god, this creeped me out again. I need mm-hmm. to watch something before I go to bed. This is awful. <laughs> Well, speaking right. of heaven or hell, like as as a person of faith, I had a question for you. Does mm-hmm. it sort of the way they tie in heaven or hell? Was it bothersome? Were you cool with it? Were you like eh, totally I cool? Think about it. Totally cool because like that is the thing. Like even though I grew up with with all of that, like as an adult, you kind of make your own right. you know path and right. whatever. But seeing this, like my favorite episode of the whole season was episode six right. when they get into a fight. In this hotel right. room, right, with the and other this, angel. This is, a fight. <laughs> this is a fight between different classes of angels, right? Because uh, in in Catholicism, you have like seven different classes. It gets ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But with this, you have two different sects of angels fighting each other. They cannot die, right? So they're That's just so funny. they're just killing each up. other, yeah. and they just keep piling. Like that episode, I'm watching, and it is visceral. It is right. But phenomenal. It's funny, phenomenal. Because it just like, I, it's like I shouldn't be laughing at this, but this is really yeah, funny. Yeah. Because it, just the comedy of errors. Yeah. And yeah. the whole time, like, Jesse would go to do something mm-hmm. to the antagonist angel. And like, no, 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 don't, don't kill her. Oh. Yeah. And then she would pop, <laughs> she pop back up again. She comes come running out the bathroom yeah. and be like, oh, great. Like, yeah. that was a tremendous fight scene. So, like, the representations of that, like, it was great. Right. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was totally fine because you can have things... Like Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. That movie gets crapped on way too much. It's a dark movie. It was a solid movie. 
I, yeah, I will defend. I, my Christianity will not allow me to watch. You never seen? It? Absolutely not. You know how I don't play that. Yeah, you don't. I'll but but like that. you were saying, I will, before, I will defend. I will defend that movie. But and like I did you, things right. Like, like you were just right. saying, like hell is like this layer. It's not oh, yeah. really like yeah. this physical place in the movie. So it's just like this little layer of our dimension gets peeled back, and you see something. You're like, oh, I shouldn't be seeing that. Mm-hmm. I thought they handled it well because it's like right. you said, it's difficult to show. So there's not any very, scenes very like difficult. That. Because even in, I mean. I don't want to give the spoiler, but we kind of get a glimpse, quotes in the air, mm-hmm. of heaven, and it looks so go- god awfully cheesy. I was like, "This is so cheesy!" God, this. I'm like, "Are they ruining <laughs> I the show?" Entire scene. I was like, "What in the world is going on? This looks awful." I and then when what happened, I was like, <laughs> "I knew what was happening." Oh my god, I was so was funny. Up the entire time. Yeah, yeah. but I was like, well, "This heaven, is heaven in the comics." Uh, who's the artist? Steve. Oh, I wrote it down. Uh, Steve Dillon. Uh huh. I uh, was the artist. Like. Uh, I think it was covered, but anyway, heaven was always depicted as like white. Yes, just white open space. Yes, just kind of negative space, mm-hmm. like the Matrix. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. When to they me, go, yeah, when they go into the purgatory, when they go to get to the weapons, yeah. and it is just a white room. Yeah, and there'd be like a table there. It's so like, you know, so that was interesting. But again, translating that into the show, yeah. it makes it cheesy. Like yeah. you can't really. It just it makes it cheesy. Anytime yeah. you just blatantly like, and the other thing is, how can you make it look cool without being cheesy for heaven? Mm-hmm. Right. How do you make it look because be- it's supposed to be beautiful, right? right? But then with hell, how do you make it look creepy without crossing the line too far? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. without making it like because I mean, if any Renaissance painting you see or something Dante, from dark the ages, seven it's just like you're just like, what am I seeing? It right has now? to run on television. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing too. And how, you keep <laughs> it, and how do you keep it on AMC? Mm-hmm. Right. right? So yeah. But yeah. I mean I think they did an excellent job this season. I think that I was proven right. I'm I'm gonna be the well actually on Twitter. See, told oh, y'all. Here we go. Told y'all. <laughs> right. Hashtag I was right. Hashtag I be knowing. You were right. <laughs> hashtag preachers where it's at. Wow. Hashtag shut up. It's a great show. No, I that love was it. a lot of hashtags. Right a, lot. Now. <laughs> a lot of hashtags. <laughs> I think we're just we're gonna have to do a screenshot of those because we can yeah. fit all of those on that little <laughs> Come on now. No, yeah, I just it it turned out great. And I can't okay. wait for the next season. So yeah, we kinda I mean we we definitely went on about Preacher. I think I talked about all of my stuff. Uh-huh. So back to the rating system. Back to the rating system. Good, bad, or ugly. Jess, start with you. Can I say great? Nope. Ah, oh, nah, good. Gotta say good. <laughs> okay. Great. Good. Very okay. good. Exclamation point. Okay. All okay. the capital letters. All right. Tim. Good. 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 It, it was the one, one of the, one of the few shows that I was looking forward to. Like I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Like some shows can be good, but like I actually enjoyed yep. watching Preacher. Invested. Invested. Enjoyed yep. the characters. Enjoyed where they were going with the story. So I'm excited for season two. Excellent. So on the on the rating system of good, bad, or ugly. Uh, as much as I love this, this is ugly. Psych. No, I'm just kidding. Psych. Uh, <laughs> Always Frank Ocean. Right. Psyching know, people right? out. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm dropping. Uh, it already dropped. I nah, thought. No. Nah, All right. Never mind. Another six months, probably. Mm. Um, okay. So, with my official rating, this show is absolutely good. Yeah. Like, it was, again, it was solid. The yeah. acting was great. The set design was great. The production was great. The writing was great. It just, it, it made sense. Yeah. Like, I keep going back to that. Like, watching it, it made sense. The mistakes that the characters make are mistakes those characters would make. Yeah. Like it felt genuine. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, as a comic book reader, mm-hmm. I really am interested to see kind of where they go. Because there was there were hints of another character that showed up in the comics. Yes. There, I, there was a guy in a white that. suit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he, it was like episode three. He's in there yeah, for like a half second. He could He's be, a huge character in the book, apparently. Uh, potentially. Like he could be either uh Herr Star, mm-hmm. which is like this German right. mm-hmm. guy. 
it could be God. Like right. it, they could go a lot of different ways. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But yeah, official rating, good. So there you go. Three goods for Preacher. Go watch it. It is on AMC. You can get it on, on demand. Mm-hmm. It's coming out on, whole scene's coming out soon on DVD. Oh, it's, yeah, oh, really? it's on DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's coming out like in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's what they, they, they announced that, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. We all remember growing up with shows you're like, wow, that was great. You would not be able to watch that show again. Ever again. For either a year or <laughs> never. on syndication eventually. Right. Exactly. Man, so this, like, they just wrapped the season a couple weeks ago, coming out on DVD in the next couple weeks. Phenomenal. All right, so moving on to our next topic, which, mm. man, I wonder if we will talk as long about this one. <laughs> we are going to talk about Suicide Squad, the 2016 movie that Squad just came Squad. out recently. Uh, Tim, how about you start us off with, <laughs> with Suicide Squad? <laughs> Good, bad, the ugly. <laughs> what, uh, just jump to the end. So, so what, what is the fr- give us the framework. The framework of Suicide Squad is it's a bunch of supervillains who get tasked with, with stopping this, what they think is a terrorist threat mm-hmm. in... Uh, what is it called? Mid city, midtown, midtown, midtown. Uh, yeah. So they're brought in by Amanda Waller, who who grabs all these super villains who are like they're all jailed at this black site in Louisiana. Why is it black? I know, right? They get them all it was together. actually a site of color. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer African American site. Oh, okay, fair enough. So she implants them with this little bomb the size of a of a grain of rice. Mm-hmm. That if they try to escape, it blows up. They're led by Rick Flag, and they're sent on a mission that is. You know, a suicide mission while they get the Suicide Squad right? battle. That's it. And you've got Deadshot, Harley mm-hmm. Quinn, Killer Croc. Enchantress. Enchantress. Harley Quinn. Slipknot. Slipknot. Uh, Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. <laughs> uh, who am I? Diablo. Diablo. El Diablo. Diablo. El Diablo. They're all in. They, they are all in. All in on this. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of the framework for the movie. Uh, but did, it exists in this... DC cinematic universe that does hasn't it? it does <laughs> it does but, but they, they haven't done and this was my concern you know with Batman vs Superman right so mm-hmm. if Man of Steel is the first movie which they didn't do a good job of bridging the two other than the opening scene so now yeah. if Man of Steel is our base how <laughs> are we bridging these movies right there's no yeah. for the as much nonsense they- as Marvel gets right for mm-hmm. being feeling sanitized and all the movies kind of feel the same like they feel connected feel like a connected right. world at 100 100 even right. ant-man which even again got Ant-Man. panned right so it makes sense such a good movie. Well, ant-man shows up you're like oh that makes sense he would be in yep. this world yeah um i know a guy that i can call right you know, like, yeah 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 as soon as sam wilson said that you're like okay okay yeah like i know a guy yeah that was it when he pops up out the van you're like oh hey i like cheered yeah here's like oh nice yes right but you it's lacking that sort of continuity but anyway so they, they poured okay here's my theory they didn't <laughs> okay. know what they didn't know what to do or how to make these films right hmm. so all the backlash happens with batman versus superman right as suicide squad is so far down the line yeah so then they bring in do a like bunch a of reshoots year. <laughs> which you can tell they do there's a bunch of reshoots for humor mm-hmm. um, i think one of them is the movie that they get right uh, here here's my my theory they i hope so I really hope that. First of all, the Wonder Woman trailer looks like the best trailer looks great. of this whole group. And it looks great. Like, But at the same time, as a DC fan, going way back, as behind you, there's a case, there is a case. full of DC stuff. I noticed that. Uh, yeah. Lunch boxes. A glass case. A glass case. A, a glass case. Like the museum, yeah. So, like the Flash Museum, but for Superman. Exactly. Yep. So I have a, like, DC goes deep. I hope Wonder Woman works. Because if not, 
So Justice League is pretty much wrapped, I think. They, they released that trailer at Comic-Con, which nobody expected. So if Wonder Woman does not do well, the only thing they have that actually is finished is Justice League. And Justice League, that trailer comparison looks rough. So I'm a little bit worried about this universe right. that, that they are building to. Uh, yeah. But just so kind of give you a little bit Suicide Squad history. Yeah. Suicide Squad 101. This this group goes way back. Yeah. Like Brave and the Bold, 1959, like deep cuts. But at the same time, like it gets redone every 10 years, 20 yeah, years. Up the, group. the New 52 has a group that I don't even know who is in it right now because New 52 is crazy. But this whole group just kind of task force Task Force, Force X. 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 It just kind of, it is just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, they tried it in the show Arrow. Yeah. Which, which was, <laughs> I forgot they did that. Yeah. Which uh, the Amanda Waller talk about differences yeah. in, in portrayals. Huge from, difference. From this movie in Arrow? Arrow. I only yeah. know her from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Well, yeah. Batman the, this version. That's what the, I know her from. Yeah. This version in the, in the like movie. The Just Look movie, the animated movie. Yeah. Too. Viola, yeah, yeah, yeah. Viola Davis. Right. Uh, plays plays the more I will say the more consistent portrayal of of Amanda Waller, which oh. is huge. what do you mean like from the comic? Yeah. Oh, from, okay. From I got you. Like, all right. All she's right. huge. Right. Yeah. 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 In the animated series and in like uh, Assault on Arkham, yeah. the animated movie, like she is gigantic. Yeah. 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 She like, looks like <laughs> a, the bouncer of a nightclub. Just like yeah. King. Yeah. King. Yeah, yeah, she's always exactly. been big and intimidating, which, you know. And not scared of it works. anybody. Yeah, it works. Because yeah. she looks like, why should she be scared of anyone? Yep. She, I've, I'm always, I've always said this. I'm not afraid of the girl who can fight. I'm afraid of the girl who can take a punch. And that's what she looks like. She's like, like a chick who can take a punch. I like that. You know? Yeah. Well, because in this one, like, even in the comics and the animated series, like, Amanda Waller does not care who you are. Nope. She's right. got toe-to-toe Superman oh, and yeah. Batman. At a one point, she's like, and with a straight yeah. face, and yeah. she looks. She, she's the one. I, remember, Bernie Mac said that the, his niece looked him up and down. Yeah, like, oh, like oh, she kind of has that, like that looks you up and down. Like, excuse me, get yeah. out of my face. Right. Exactly. There was one episode of, uh, I think it was Justice League Unlimited. I want to say, where she and Batman are yep. just nose to nose. Yeah, and and they're going at each other. And at one point, she was like. You know, basically, like, what are you going to do, rich boy? Mm-hmm. And you see a Batman like, oh, snap. Because yeah. she knows. <laughs> she knows. Yeah, she knows. Like, she knows everything and is not scared of anyone. So, to Viola Davis's credit, this portrayal of Amanda Waller, I'm not messing with her. No. Yeah, she did a good yep. job. And that's the thing I have with I movie, Like, I want these people to stay around. I want yeah. Viola Davis to be around. I want mm-hmm. Jared Leto to be around and Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Like, keep them around. And, and, and once again, those are four really strong actors. Strong actors, really right? Strong but keep actors. them around to help build whatever you're going to build. Even if the, even if the thing you're building, this, the ship you're building sinks, mm-hmm. go down with these people. Like, don't try to recast them. Don't just keep. Interesting. Them. Okay. Well, I think most of them signed on for multi. Because once they find their footing, I think they're going to put out some great movies. They just haven't found it yet. I don't think, and they don't trust the source material enough. They don't trust the characters. The thing is, someone said on Facebook in my little geek group, someone said, what would it take for these movies to just be better? And someone said, <laughs> Faggy. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. need Faggy. You know, like, yeah. that's what you need. You need a person you need, like you need somebody. Yeah, yeah Ken- because, like, that's the thing we talk about is, like, everyone, every 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's basically they have a building that's a one giant storyboard of how these movies are going to link together. All mm-hmm. of the directors have off- have offices next to each other. Mm-hmm. They talk to each other. They communicate. They have meetings. This is our 10-year plan. Right. This is where we're going. And these are your yep. jobs. And we're going to make this all fluid and all work together. Yep. Now, with DC, it's like... Okay, you get a, it's like I feel it's, it's Oprah. You get a job. You get a job. Everyone <laughs> right. gets to direct and write a movie. You right. know, but yeah. and, and, and none of it feels connected. Nothing. It does. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels cohesive. Nothing yeah. flows together. That was what was so disappointing with Batman versus Superman. It's like okay, so we're at the end of Man of Steel, and now. Batman's here. And they're mixing in a bunch then, of Superman storylines. Yeah. yeah. And then we see that pick one. Mm-hmm. Batman is upset, but now we're going to cut to him fighting crime again. Hmm? Yeah. It, Shouldn't we be it, focused on, like, why does, how come, like, why does he really hate Superman? Why does Lex Luthor hate, wait, wait does Lex Luthor hate Superman or does he hate Batman? Who, you know, it's kind of like knows? nothing really made sense. Right. Yeah. And, and so, like, even with this one, it made Suicide Squad made more sense, but there were just I'm watching it going. There's a lot of glitches, and yeah. I feel like it was Cinema Sense. Yep. I'm waiting for yeah. the Cinema Sense to come out. You know, I'm like, like a what? Thousand. Yeah, because there were so mm-hmm. many things. Like, this is kind of a spoiler, this but is <gasps> this is kind of a spoiler. Sorry, guys. There's a I scene. I might react to this in there, editing, but go well, ahead. No, there's a scene with Harley Quinn where she falls from a distance in high heels and then oh. rolls and keeps running and you're yeah. just like no, no. you should have broke your ankles, ankles or at least broken the heels you could have at least <laughs> actually broken the heels yeah. off but even like like uh chris from the insanity check was saying in his mm-hmm. review like this is idea that joker is in love with harley quinn and that was really i had a hard time weird. with that yep. anyone who's a, who's seen the character whether right. it be batman animated series mm-hmm. whether it be assault on arkham knows that's not the case and that was i've i've had that i was talking about that too in the podcast um is harley quinn came from the animated series yep. yeah the one relationship of the, one of the only characters yeah to start in, in the animated in animation, series, yeah and, and then, became her then own come into comics yeah and and the relationship between the two of them because i was a huge i went through so i I read a ton of comic books in middle school then i just watched cartoons in high school and then Mm -hmm. as an adult i went back into comic books so watching these cartoons you know i am familiar with their relationship and i remember an episode of the animated series where harley quinn i think that joker thinks she dies or something Mm -hmm. and he's like harley and then he goes Oh, well, well. Yep. yeah. And then keeps going, that. you yep. know, so that's so I had a hard time with their relationship as well. But I will say this. Mm. One of the girls in my in the geek group said, I'm actually more afraid of a Joker in love than a Joker not in love. Because then he has something to care. about. Then he has something to care yeah. about. So now he's not. There's that that meme where they have a picture of all the live action jokers and right. the joker you know the original joker yeah. from the batman first batman mm-hmm. in the 60s they There's call our, him uh comedian yeah they call no they call him the clown clown oh the, right, right. the jack nicholson one is the gangster mm-hmm. the heath ledger one is the sociopath and then this one is the psych- psychopath he is psychotic yep. and i kind yeah. of see that he does play that role thought, really well I thought it was great i thought his joker was really good Un- incredibly unnecessary <laughs> right okay, he didn't need to go. be in the movie at all i don't understand what his like what's the basis yeah that that was starting to cut you off but that that was one of my biggest problems is first of all when you have a character like the joker yes which jack nicholson reinvented yes for 1989's batman right, right. then when heath ledger was cast and people only really knew him from 10 things i hate about you and right. everything they're like oh, blah blah first night 
Yeah, first. Oh god. Well, next step. I'm sorry. <laughs> next step. First night is uh, first step. Mel Gibson was that Mel Gibson? No, 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 no. That's uh, with uh, Martin. Martin. Yeah, Martin. What? No, yeah. no. First, first night, night or Black Knight? No, it was first night. <laughs> oh, okay. Black oh, Knight I was would be thinking, super uh, racist. But let's <laughs> but that's not put it past Hollywood. I was thinking of the one with Sean Connery as King Arthur. Oh right. Knight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. No, A Knight's Tale is on with Heath Ledger. So what was it? Maybe that, that first, maybe it was first well, Maybe it was first I don't know. Are you on IMDb right I'm now? I'm on it right now. I'm on okay. it right now. Because <laughs> so we got we to get to the bottom yeah. of this. Okay, first night is Sean Connery. Okay. You were right. I bet there it is Black Knight racism. It is Black Knight. Richard Gere. Yeah, it was right. awesome. Okay. Okay. So, so when you come to reinvent the Joker, uh-huh. so when Heath Ledger had to do that, and everyone was freaking out, and he crushed it and he was a totally it. different because you didn't see Heath Ledger you no. saw the Joker yeah. exactly the whole time that was so the deal. with Jared Leto like to his credit when you get a character like this to reinvent him a fourth time mm-hmm. when you go from the original series Jack Nicholson Heath Ledger that is tough yeah so he had a very very difficult task in front of him even with the new 52 Joker being completely psychotic really and psychotic, wearing yeah. someone's face on right, his own. Right, like, yeah, yeah. I thought he cut his own face off and put it back onto his face. Yeah, like they, they really went twisted. So to yeah. do that a fourth time, yeah, it, it's difficult. Why was he here? Like, he, he didn't need it, to be. It was, he was cool movie, for the flashbacks, but outside of that, he didn't need to the, be. Yeah, the movie could easily have gone without him. And that is not to say Jared Leto's performance was that bad. It was just... There was the the weirdest scene to me, and the scene that took me out of it the most. First of all, speaking of people who should not be in this movie, Common, Common, oh, <laughs> Common. come on, my you brother. should have seen the look on my face yeah. when his yeah. when he popped up. I looked at Tim like, "Is this?" I think he might have elbowed me. I was like, "Like why?" I'm done. I almost got up and walked out. Like, like how does Common get work? So he must be a lot of fun on set. I get him but, and Anthony Mackie both are just like <laughs> so well, how many fun. pictures and tattoos this set was having do you really oh. think they needed someone like Common to bring fun you could have mm-hmm. you could have did that role Anybody it was just yeah, like so five that, lines. that scene with Joker Harley Quinn and Common <laughs> is one of the weirdest and most uncomfortable and just unnecessary scenes in the entire movie there were a lot of scenes that I was like alright maybe the editor could have snipped this that whole scene was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah, you could have just cut to them driving in the purple Lamborghini. See what I had an issue with to that. my yeah. cin- my cinema sin with the uh, <laughs> is that trademarked? Yeah, probably. Um, with, uh, <laughs> shout we'll, out to those guys. We'll love yep. them. Love those guys. They have their own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, was the scene? I felt that okay. Here's my deal with the Joker. I actually thought that Jared Leto's Joker was, in my own personal opinion, just mm-hmm. my opinion. I thought it was perfection for what it was. I thought okay. he did a good job. But what I didn't <laughs> okay. like, I didn't think he was directed well. Okay. A lot of the stuff that he did in the different scenes didn't make sense to me. He, who's the person who went around and l- laid out all of his knives in this perfect circle? And, those baby and then out of yeah. nowhere, he goes, ah, ah, ah. Like, what? Yeah. Like, every time he laughed, I it felt harsh. that it wasn't. Like the director was like, okay, now we need you to laugh. Because the laugh was a good laugh, but he kept sticking it in the wrong places. You know, I'm like, why is it, mm. what do you, like, you shouldn't have had him laugh there. You should have had him laugh a different time. He shouldn't have laughed in that, in that point. If he's a psychopath, he should have done something more psychotic. Like, and it would have been more afterwards. interesting if he, like, cut himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been, but he's lying on the floor, yeah. like, the only in, thing in missing was, like, a silk, like, like, a silk nighty while he's rolling around on the floor, cackling, like, come on. Well, it mean, was just super whack to me. What I would love to see, and they will never do this. Which I guess kind of contradicted myself, but whatever. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're I, right. Just, I thought, he, I thought yeah. he was good. Sorry. Well, what Sorry, they guys. will never do, but will do phenomenal. Right. 
So Alex Proyas, who was the physical body for Darth Vader in yeah. Star Wars, mm-hmm. did the lines as Darth Vader, not knowing <laughs> that James Earl Jones was going to be voiced over. Right. Poor so guy. if you actually watch, like they only have a couple scenes where you hear Alex Proyas' voice. Tragic. Just does not work. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, take this Jared Leto, take this Jared Leto Joker, give him Mark Hamill's voice. Have well, Mark Hamill dub over it because Mark Hamill was the best Joker. He that is we'll the best ever Joker. Get. That's even the other the other meme was, and they showed the animated Joker, and the they best. just go the Joker. Yep, like yeah. Mark Hamill was the best. He is the best Joker. He has the best he is, voice. So, he has the best yep. laugh. He's the best Joker, hands down for sure. Yeah. So they will never do that. No. But in my mind, I was like, that would be really cool. Yeah. It just this Joker seemed forced. Yeah. There it you seemed, go. It seemed there it like, is, ladies and gentlemen. That's <laughs> basically seemed, what it was. Yeah, because it. It seemed like a director who did not want to say no yeah. to Jared Leto. Right. It seemed like Jared Leto was like, I'm going to stay in character this whole time. I'm right. going to mail dead rats to people. I'm right. going to do this. And the director was like, uh, yes, sir, Mr. Leto, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. He has an Oscar. He has an Oscar. And it seems like the studio, too. Like, let's get as many stars as we can cram into this movie and make it work. And that's just not how it goes. It's not. Yeah. I mean, and that was the other thing. Speaking of stars, this was the Will Smith show. It was. It sure was, but the fact of the matter is, he's a strong actor, and he oh, and he carried the whole team. He, he did. I mean, this he was the whole group. Seventy percent of the movie, yeah, was Will Smith for sure. And it just he's like the black Tom Cruise. Yes, he, <laughs> he, he, he is. Even though his costume choice when he was actually like in in his civvies with his daughter, mm-hmm. like what, what are you doing? Just like Draymond Green at All Star Weekend, and that big jacket on, the hat. a turtleneck, gold Man. chain, yeah. hat. But he's black, isn't that what old black men wear? Yeah. Uh, in what era? <laughs> exactly. Like That's in the 70s? So are we going to get to the racism in this movie, or is it just killer, me? Killer can, we, can we talk about Killer Croc and Diablo? Can we talk about okay, the racist stuff? Yes. So Killer Croc, uh, <laughs> who is played by Adewale, I'm not going to try and pronounce his other two names. The ni- he's but a Nigerian name. He, he has even said before in an interview, he, he, like, he was like, call me AAA. Yeah. And I was like, cool. It was like Akanawe Agbaje, mm-hmm. you know? He was, he was like, just call me, call me AAA. Mm-hmm. So he is great in a lot of things. Love them and lost. If this is what, after we have seen Colossus be a completely CGI character mm-hmm. with an accent, yes. why did we need this version of a Killer Croc? Oh, how about this question? Why did we need Killer Croc? Be- I mean, technically because it was part of Suicide Squad. But, but do you know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what, he didn't, what were his lines? Yo, man, where's my fried chicken and watermelon? Like that's what, and then he put his yeah. tap shoes on and tapped around the freaking city. <laughs> that was the most offensive. Honestly, I was like, I'm, I'm doing my best not to trip right now, but mm-hmm. I'm like, and I don't really get that offended. I'm kind of like, I roll my eyes at a lot of mm-hmm. that racism, racism stuff. I kind of laugh to myself like, oh, this is racist. But mm-hmm. that time I was like, did he just say he wanted BET? And even someone yeah. said the only reason that he's even in prison is for being a crocodile. Like, what? Yeah. Nothing about it. I was actually a fan. That's the one thing I'm going to have to say about he that movie. He talked like he was like, oh, I, I live here. Yeah, like he was, was like, 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 like <laughs> The only thing missing like was Shirley Temple next to him and they needed to start tab dancing together. Yeah. I was like, are you serious right now? There was no need for him to I want like. BET. Yeah. What? Oh, and, nah. And, and spoiler alert, he actually does not tap dance in the movie. Uh, <laughs> you sure? You sure? You sure? You sure about that? You sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe the director's yeah. cut. But yeah, I mean, it <laughs> heard him tapping at the end. That was, that was and they never, I think that was one of the critical flaws with this was movie. Was he Chick Fil A? Colonel Popeyes. He had Popeyes. Popeyes. Bucket of Popeyes. Watching BEC. But it was just like, I think the biggest problem with this movie is that only two of the characters we cared about. Only two of the characters we got to see who they were right before they they are what we see right. 
they didn't. They, so they, they, like, only, they only built. They only gave you the real, true, detailed backstory of two people. Yeah. And everybody else, they were like, oh, and then these other people. Here's a backstory, sort of. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and this guy's house burned down, and he feels real bad about it. And this oh, guy used to rob banks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Which, right. granted, I mean, my boy, Jerry, Jerry Jack Courtney. Courtney. Hey, he's funny. T- Tim got the chance to talk to him how many years ago? I literally interviewed him right. He was leaving after our interview to go film Suicide Squad. Yeah. So Jai Courtney was phenomenal <laughs> in this movie. Like, even though his like it was all just one-liners and it was all pretty predictable, he was great. Like Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, what you take one of the silliest Flash villains of all yeah, time, super, incredibly silly, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Like it just it kind of made sense. What was that? What, what was he saying in that movie? In which one? Captain Boomerang. What was he saying? With, uh, he had one-liners, but what were they? I didn't oh. understand. And I can understand every uh, accent. I couldn't uh, understand he, a was, word he was, he was saying. Him that, that they should escape. What did he even say? I was like, what is he saying? Uh, uh, this is awkward. Because now we can see. I'm, yeah. what, what was he saying? I'm like, I enjoyed his character. But what is he saying right now? Huh? I, I, see I, mean, I could understand. The bar cracked me up. I could understand that it. That was actually really okay, funny. Yeah, that was yeah, really funny. Like, all right, I guess we're free now. And he was like, peace. Just bounces. You bolted. So... Yeah, Jack Courtney was good. Like, but yeah, the characters. Can like, we talk about Enchantress body yeah. body rolling oh, and popping and locking? Oh, you mean Aaliyah from yeah, Queen of the Dead? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> okay, so she's not a good actress. Uh, she's Cla- not an actress. She's Cla- a model. She's a model. Clara she, De- she Cara Delevingne. Paper whatever. Pounds, a movie I hated. Yeah, never saw it. A movie I hated. Don't see it. Or just see it if you want to get angry. Oh, um, okay. A movie I, I frequently like to watch those. So. She's not good in that. And I was like, well, that's weird. Maybe she's a minor role. But no, they gave her. She was the main. She was emoting. Yeah. Oh, help me. I don't want to do it again. Now, granted, when you you want to talk about the visuals in this movie, her visuals, the CGI with that, the smoke and that, the best best visual moment in this movie to me, and it was in one of the trailers, so this is not a spoiler, when she needs to become the enchantress Mm -hmm. to prove a point. And she reaches down on the table and she says Enchantress and the Enchantress's hand comes up, grabs yeah. hers, turns on like, that was gorgeous. Like yeah. that was a, it was just, creepy. Yeah. It was super it creepy. creepy. I was like, should I be watching this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, that was, that was some of the best visuals of the yeah. entire movie. Yeah. Very good. It was. And so like her character was interesting until her character kind of. Until they tried to make it interesting. In, develops into what <laughs> yeah. it ends up becoming. Yeah. And it just. It was just awkward. You know, it was awkward. And I think what a lot of these DC movies are missing are that the Marvel movies have are, are these these sequences, right? When you think about Civil War, right? Civil War is that sequence where Cap goes to uh, Bucky's apartment. Mm, mm-hmm. They show up. Yep. They fight in the hallway. They fight on the stairs. He escapes the rooftop. Black Panther shows up. They fight. They run down to the tunnel. There's a whole boom, sequence boom, of them, right? But this isn't even the big piece of the movie, right? This is just one of many <laughs> sequences yeah. in this film. And the DC movies don't have that. There's very little hand-to-hand combat. There's very little, right? You watch the Russos, and people are fighting. Mm-hmm. You, in daylight. In daylight. And in you daylight. watch the airport scene, and a lot of it's CGI, but you can't tell. And they're yeah. fighting. People are fighting and using their skills. And is mm-hmm. that just, to me, that's, a, that's a, an understanding of the characters. All right, so this idiot wrote this thing about Civil War and mm-hmm. saying, comparing it to... Uh, x-men apocalypse and saying look at the scene x-men and there's no cuts in it and there's a scene from civil war mm-hmm. and it's got 36 cuts i was like that's because they're actually fighting all the stuff all this other stuff about? is done post credit so you, what are you what are you cutting it's all mm-hmm. done in post um 
But yeah, so I think DC's missing that piece. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that Marvel has that adds. It's, I know we were joking about Fast and the Furious, but, right, but the thing people love is this actual cars driving around. Yeah. And you can't fake that. Right. And it, like I talked about that uh, on the Batman vs. Superman episode, yeah. like episode two. Show these things in the light of day. Yep. Marvel has realized, okay, we can load this up with CGI because we know how to do it. We have faith in the actors. We have faith in the direction that we are going. Mm-hmm. Middle of the day, airport scene, Goliath is there, Giant Man is there. Like, spoiler. I was just like, spoiler. <laughs> uh, it was already in the trailers. Yeah. They, they, yeah, released they released a trailer after oh, it opened. Oh, they did? Like, oh, a week okay. after it opened. Oh, okay. And it was on light of day. This movie, every fight scene, dark. dark. And even worse if you're wearing 3D glasses, it's even darker. Which again, what do you mean, every fight scene? What fight scenes? There, there were, there <laughs> there were, were a lot. There was the... Um, <laughs> I know, they were just... The, yeah, there was the, the one. Um, the, somebody uh, called them the putty guys. What does she call them? Yeah, the Reader yeah. Repulsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah the putties. Someone said that. And, 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 and it ends like it literally ended like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. You aren't lying. Mm-hmm. The, the thing it, it ended the same. Like here's a beam shooting into the sky. Here's stuff floating around. I'm building a machine, quote unquote. Who knows mm-hmm. the machine? Does. Nobody knows. It also ended like Big Hero Six. And Big Hero Six. Spoiler alert. Mm. Yeah, it's the, it's the same exact and, ending. And, and of and Big Hero Six. You get Diablo saying they were all family. It's like. Really? Because you guys are all in separate cells. You've been together for maybe an hour. Two days? No, like, they weren't even there for a no, day. No, they weren't. Yeah, it was just oh, yeah, it was all in one day. night. For like an hour and a half. It's like, this yeah, is yeah. my new family now. Because we all had drinks together. Even though he'd been avoiding them the whole yeah. entire movie. He was movie. literally in a Hiding hole. behind mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But the whole entire movie, yeah, he was hiding behind them. Until he like... Until he went all crazy Johnny Storm. Yeah. I thought he was a cool character, but it's just like... Yeah, no, John Storm. Like, let us... Johnny Blaze would be like, Ghost Rider, yeah, which, Johnny Blaze yes. Ghost <laughs> which Ghost Rider is going to be on Agents of Shield, which I stopped watching. Like, yeah, I heard about two that episodes too. in season one. Oh, you ain't lying. Oh, that show. Ugh. I yeah. still watch it. Oh, oh really? Don't, don't shame me, you guys. I still watch mm, it. Shame. You shame yourself. Do we need a bell? Shame. Shame. Let's go grab something. <laughs> um, shame. But the movies really, their movies are missing. Like I said, in the daylight. Mm-hmm. Let's get some. Let's pay to have some choreographers come in. Like. The only scene that was like that was in, in Batman vs Superman was the Batman scene in the warehouse, which was great. That's it. Well, uh, no, in the desert scene, the desert, which scene. was a long, long. Cut it was a scene. dream sequence. It was a dream sequence, but it was in the light of the day. Yeah, it was a solid. It was, it was no cuts. Yeah, there were like two minutes where it did not cut. And a solid tracking shot of him yep. fighting. Like, give us some of that, mm-hmm. and they just they refused to. Which it seems like Wonder Woman, or at least from the trailer so far. Have that. Should have at least like we saw three fight scenes mm-hmm. in that trailer. They never work as they a team. Like I was yeah. watching. I know people don't love this, but I was watching. Oh, here we go. Age of Ultron, and uh, there's right. that scene where Cap. They're all fighting. Cap's mm-hmm. running up with the shield. He says, "Romanoff, those are the oh, shield." There we go. Yep. She takes out a couple robots. Those are back to Cap. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing like that in any of these movies because they practice. Yeah, the X Men have the danger room don't, in the get, comics. Don't get me started on X Men. <laughs> They're the danger room in the comics, and then they, they practice. They never do that in the movies. Never. Same with this. But at least with this, they had the excuse of they had never interacted together. As and a that's team. what I was thinking. They just, these, these people that were thrown together, you see them together in the daylight one time when they're yeah. thrown together to let them know that we're going to kill you if you do anything other yeah. than what we say. Right. You know, so yeah. they aren't, they are, I mean, like most villains, it's all for one, not one for all. You know, it's just right. like, they're just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just them. Like, I don't. 
I care about myself and that's it. And how am I going to get out of this? Which is what Harley was doing the whole movie, which is right. what Boomerang yeah. was doing the whole movie. Like, I don't care so about not- any of you guys. I just want to get out of this situation. And, <laughs> right. They want to be like, free. They're, how, they're, how am I going to get out? Mm-hmm. I want, I really want. And after, yeah, we saw a dude's neck explode, you know, like. Which again, like that was the thing. Like, so Captain Boomerang. In Assault on Arkham, which we mentioned earlier, right. great and like DC great. animated, uh, it's like DC animated kills those movies. Like those movies every, are very good. It's every like movie opposite. is tremendous. Yeah, I can't understand it. Well, I can because you pay voice actors, yeah. which are way cheaper than regular actors. Mm-hmm. You pay your tech guys and everything like that to do the animation. I mean, the budget for those is tiny, and they make five times their budget. Mm-hmm. Every single DC animated movie right. makes their budget so much over this one. Not too sure. But with things like Captain Boomerang, where in the Ar- Assault on Arkham, he was like, wait, I get to do this mission. I got time off my sentence. I get to be outside. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was all we need. Yeah. And then, like that happened in this movie. And he was like, all right. Whatever. Like, yeah. whatever. This is what I need to do. Sure. But, and I put this poll on Twitter when I saw it. Uh, Slipknot, who first of all was a throwaway character, even Throw in the comics. Away. Like in the comics, he came Slipknot. out in the 80s. His power, quote unquote, doing air quotes, he could make ropes. Really not good like, ropes. Not like Spider-Man, like shoot ropes. He could physically make ropes that so were indestructible. The Hawkeye in the he's group. like a really good... Worse than Hawkeye. Because at least Hawkeye had some range. Yeah. Right. Um, this one, like he could make like ropes really that were indestructible. Scout. Yeah. And he could like rope people he up. Climb and climb anything. Like, he climb on. anything. That sounds like DC to me. No shade. shade. Right. <laughs> it's okay. So, so that I put the poll on Twitter being like, how long is this character going to last? Because you never, in the trailers even, the way they structure it, you saw, you could tell. You could tell this character is not if you're familiar with the story, you know someone's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love Adam Beach as an actor. They got to give him something more to do. And they did not. At all. He got like two lines. Did he have a line? He did. He did. He he had a couple. He said, she had had a mouth. (laughs) Early on. Because that was the other thing is, if your first entry into the movie is you punch a woman. Punching a woman. Yeah, you were not going to last long. He had a mouth (laughs) and then he told. Oh, he said something to Amanda Waller. When he was like, he was like, oh, they don't believe that. Like, we we can do this or whatever. When he talked to Captain Boomerang, Mm. I was like, we should we should ditch this place and blah blah. Yeah. No, you should not. Yeah. No, you really should not. That you was see a bad how idea. that ended. Yeah. 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 So overall, with the performances, what did you guys think? Like, I mean, I know I we've touched on it, like but like them. You like them? I like them. Okay. Jess? I liked it. I like the movie. I like the performances. Okay. Honestly, I've been telling this to everybody. It's mm-hmm. not a good movie, but, nah. I, but I genuinely liked it. It was fun. And I actually would watch it again. Yeah. I like a movie that hits the ground running, and that's what it did. It just hit the ground running. You're immediately no. thrown into this full-on, flashy action. It literally starts them going to the black side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, you get an introduction. Yeah, it's immediate, which, and, I, and I like that. It didn't need to be some weird fake story of them getting there. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, here's the deal. This is what we're doing. It, to me, it was a Fast and the Furious type movie. Just here's the action. There's a bit of a story here. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily good, but I there like were it. Weird edits, like super weird. It's nighttime. Yeah, yeah it's there was time. weird it's for sure. It's, it's raining. It's not. It's been four yeah. days apparently. Which uh, how? what? Yeah, there, there's a one point where because I saw it twice where Rick Flag says oh, you saw it twice. Wow. Yeah, when, when he when he's going back and telling the story about what happened with Enchantress when they're mm-hmm. in the sewer, um, he says, "Oh, from the says, very says, okay. it's been four days since the first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. How did that? Okay. I still didn't know See, what her angle was. The timeline yeah. of this. Okay, so yeah, the one is totally. So one point of the movie, like when major stuff is going on, they go to the town. Nothing is happening. 
in the town. Right. You would think at the pace in which it started, this massive thing, there would be more going on. And they go to this town, they spend hours in this town, and nothing is and really also, happening. And so when it, when they cut to people like getting helped, getting medical treatment, mm-hmm. they're in the city. They're like, How? literally, the city's in the background. But when they fly in, it's like pitch black. Like, all right, let's, yeah. let's suit up. And then they get there, and it's nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. Su- super awkward transitions. Yeah, between, I mean, between those are those scenes. Michael Bay's. Yeah, right? Lots Ugh. of heavy edits. And, it, and I those think those it killed Michael the movie. Bays. It killed the momentum. I mean, Leto said in an interview recently the Joker had more scenes. Which, okay, so when what Batman vs. Superman came out, before, the sh- before it aired, like before it premiered, they started releasing behind the scenes, like cut footage. Okay, why? And with this one, Jared Leto is saying that. I read that also. Yeah. Okay, this movie comes out, or actually when this airs, it will already have come out. Like, how soon until we get those? Is Warner Brothers going to continue this track of, no, really, guys? Yep. Just, just wait. Because this, this is what was cut. And I was like, why are you Like they did with B- Batman yeah, versus seriously. Superman. That, that, because then everybody tells me that after watching the director's cut or whatever, cut. yeah, everything makes so much more sense. And you, it, it just makes more sense than what it did, but it still is not good. So I, it's like the editing is just really bad. You know, and I, and I feel like the editing yes. is just really bad with this. Uh, one, one good thing, because we have, we have been harshing on it yeah. on a few different things, the soundtrack. I really, really Great. liked this soundtrack. Both from the beginning when it had like you know, some, I know she's some, gonna old, say. Oh, some old school <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I love this. I know what she's going to say. But then like even the newer stuff, like I, I, I enjoyed the soundtrack. Jazz is, man, holding her, biting her tongue. What you got? I know what she's going to say. It was horrible. It was all over the place. It yes. Was, and, it was it was, and, the, and the music was loud and intrusive just like loud. Batman vs. Superman. Yes. It never kind of quieted down. And even got more a so slow. the second time you watch it. It's, it's just more blaring. The, mu- the music blares. It's almost drowning out the dialogue. The music is just blaring. But was blaring. the music good? No. Because it's distracting. No, sir. <laughs> it's distracting. I'm just like, it just didn't make, it didn't have a flow to it yeah. at all. It was just like. It jumped eras a lot. Yeah, so it starts off it just, with like stuff from like the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And then, and then white like stripes, which I always love. Like Anytime they throw Khaled white stuff. stripes in a... Yeah. Right. Thank you, yeah. sir. DJ Khaled <laughs> just shows up. In the... But it, it just... So, I, I, I have to say, though, like, I like the soundtrack. Unfortunately... Oh, I like it, but it's just... I did it, it, like it, it was oddly placed, maybe? Just, there's a way. Like, I remember watching Pinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, and, like, okay. the score was just mellow enough mm. where you it gave you some mood but it didn't distract from what was happening this is the movie with tons of dialogue so they couldn't like blare it let me watch this and it's just like someone turned your phone up and it's just this song comes blasting in yeah it's See, just I, I think i will enjoy this movie more like even watching the official videos of the songs from the soundtrack and seeing the clips of the movie then i will enjoy watching it again it's been it's been weird marketing like joker showing up in the rick ross video Right, and like, that was the thing is like, why are we marketing? What are we doing? <laughs> I saw this on Twitter. I no, it was, like it was if Iron Man post. showed up in some hip hop video right. to promote some movie. It, it just seems ridiculous. Like, Which treat granted, it with some respect. You know, with Prince doing you know Bat Dance yeah. in 1989, Batman, but like, that was in 1989. Yeah, okay. like show some respect for these characters and what they're doing. I feel like they don't right. respect the this source is not material. Space Jam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. They don't respect yeah. the material. They don't respect. Is, is, is they it just, Bobby they need, Brown they need Guy Ritchie. They, I told him when the movie was over, they need Guy Ritchie need to Guy put Ritchie. The, the music together, put the score, to put the he, the soundtrack. Guy Ritchie directed Suicide Squad. The, uh, the flashbacks would be better. Yep. Yeah. It would make sense. It would yep. be consistent. It would be, it would consistent. be cohesive. Yep. He would probably tell a nonlinear story that made sense at the end. Yep. Like Tarantino does. Yeah. Yes. Tarantino 
every Tarantino movie you start and you're like, wait, what? Never mind. Just let this yeah, happen. So let it go. Right? He would do something interesting with the story and he would flush out these characters. Uh, he would probably get rid of more. He would probably have kept Harley Quinn, Deadshot, mm-hmm. Joker. Joker. Uh, I think he would have kept Joker because he would have known what Joker to do would have with been it. in these bunch of flashbacks that somehow connected towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been this character who was intervening in the situation they're doing right now. And you know. I feel like the even I enjoy, I liked that Jared Leto Joker laugh. I feel like the Joker laugh would have been something in the background as opposed to him lying on the floor going ah. Like I just feel like like, just, like a like an yeah. entrance, like you knew he was coming. Yeah, you knew he was coming. Here it comes. You're like, oh, laugh. here he comes. Oh, it's gonna be exciting. Here comes the Joker. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like, oh, there's the Joker. Doing like, that like, thing. Music, they just uh, the trailer. Right, like music in a horror film, right? Like the 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 Friday night, the Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. Noise or Halloween. Here it comes. Yeah, you hear it coming. Here it comes. And you're like, even in Jaws. Yeah, here it comes. You know he's coming. You know he's coming. I think he would have made a much more interesting. And I like David Ayers, but David Ayers is really dark. And so when they went in to reshoot and make it lighter and funnier, I think they just, they handicapped him because he doesn't make those type of movies. Right. It was difficult for him to make the movie he wanted to make with the sort of, I mean, it reminded me, you were talking about Marvel, right? And how they have all these directors around, right? So they bring in, what's her name? Which one? Ava DuVernay. Like, we're going to hope we're going to do yes. Black Panther. They oh, meet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They decide it's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. They bring in Ryan, Ryan Coogler. And mm-hmm. it works. Right. Right? But this yep. the <laughs> idea of, like, here's what we're doing. Like, remember when Edgar Wright left Ant-Man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, here's what we're doing. Can you do this thing we want you to do and achieve all these other goals? And he was like, I can do this, this, this. Or like, cool. We're going to take this and this. Right. And then we're, you know, we're going to part ways. Yeah. For whatever reasons. It reminded you know? me. Did you ever see that clip of Chance the Rapper talking about working with Kanye? No. He had no. a version of a bunch of different songs, right? He says, man, Kanye came in and was just like, no, 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 yes. And mm. he says, and I heard it, I was like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right? It's clearly right. a much better yeah. sound. Like, I thought my version was dope, but then Kanye took some stuff and was like, we're not doing this, and we're doing this, this, and this. Right. And it works. But, so you need people to say, okay, Leto can work, this can work, this can work, but this, these things aren't going to work because we're trying to tell this overarching story that connects. So you can't have these pieces in here. Yeah. And DC is lacking that. They're like, what do you want to do, Ayers? That's fine. Hey, studio, you yep. want to make money? That's fine. We'll and then that, that trickles down because like we yeah. were saying before, David Ayers, it felt like he never told anyone no. No. Right. He t- it was like someone was like, you know, I want to do this for this portrayal in this scene. Yeah. He was like, uh, sure, right. go for it. Now, to its credit and to its detriment, when Zack Snyder did Watchmen, right. Zack Snyder did one of the more faithful adaptations you can do of a comic. Mm-hmm. Visually, like he spent months Right. Getting the visuals down. I still even love the, that opening sequence. Yeah, even to the so pictures in the background of a scene mm-hmm. were the same as the comics. With this, there's a small, like, 30-second thing where you see Joker and Harley Quinn in Those some outfits. of the traditional yeah. outfits and the right. killing joke and things like that. And it was like, oh, these are tremendous. And that was it. That was so it. So it was like, you gave it the chance to be respectful of the source material. Right. Then you just went left. There's, right. no, there's no, like I said, we didn't need a Kevin Feige. There's no one person to say mm-hmm. yay or nay to what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it, they're, they're going to continue to struggle until they get that. Because, I mean, you can't farm out your movies to six, seven different directors. Mm-hmm. Everybody just no keeps blaming game. Warner Brothers. But, and Joe Quesada, yeah, like, or not Joe Quesada. I mean, it's just, I'm, like that. I'm like, isn't he a Marvel? Yeah, no. Um, I was trying to think of who is the head of DC right now. Um, but yeah, like, you, you need that person yeah. to be like, all right, guys, how about we bring everyone in? For mm-hmm. the next four movies, I thought right. Jeff Johns was. Yeah, I think it was Jeff yeah, Johns. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Johns was yeah. it. Yeah. So like, th- they need to plan out. Yep. And because it's, it's, I'm worried. It's there. Like you can kind of taste it. Like you're mm-hmm. kind of there. But we've had that good water, right? 
Right. Like we know yeah. we know what it tastes like. Like mm-hmm. we've had it. We just had it in May. Yeah. So you can't then give us dirty water and say, no, it's good. We know what it tastes like. So you, you're not going to be able to fool us. And they need to stop trying to compete with Marvel. You need no. to compete with it with yourself. Yep. Let's make a better version of what we did. Okay, so Batman versus Superman was this. Let's do something better. It needs to just keep getting better. I, the first Iron Man was good. Mm-hmm. And then there's some glitches in the middle, but they all still are pretty good you know well, there's I mean, definitely if, some if we're honest this is their third movie right but they're, they're trying yep. to reap the rewards of avengers which was marvel with right six movies in right so yep. you can't you know they're they're trying to to, to bot up where they can chew way too early in this process like play the long game why are you pretending to right. to rake in all this money and, and get all this clout and it has to suck right i mean i think that's why christopher nolan did so well we didn't get a batman movie every single year mm-hmm. no it was, it was every two, three yep, years. Two, yeah, two. you know, like it took a while, and you, you and they picked out a really, a really good director, and, and there's that continuity, director. right? They're yeah, all the film. And it's and they one thing felt I talk about, like the same. I love watching Alfred and and Bruce's relationship through the movies. Yes, mm-hmm. it's different in each movie. Yeah, yep. it is. It do It definitely is. I just my biggest thing is I I've told I've mentioned this to Tim is I see a movie for the director. I always see the movie for the director very true. over the yeah. actor because to me the yep. actor. The director can make or break a make movie, right? Or break a movie. You know, and I will see. I'm like, oh, who's directing it? Oh, I'm seeing it. You know, yeah. like the new Christopher Nolan. Oh, his name's on it. I don't. I'm yeah. seeing it. Dunskirk. Yeah, or whatever. I'm yeah. seeing it. I have no idea what it's about, but you better believe I'm in it. Oh, Fincher. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Right. Richie. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I have faith. And all in you them need is a don't... 60 second teaser to be yeah. like, I have faith. Well, you yeah. have in faith, this director. Yeah, exactly. You have faith in what they're doing. You know, they're not going to do something that's just like right. Oh, wait. Well, even like with the Star Trek movie, when everyone right. heard Justin Lin was directing it, we're kind of cringing. Like, Ooh, he does Fast and the Furious. I hope mm-hmm. this isn't a Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it wasn't. But no. th- I mean, Although it probably was some hint of it. There's a BMX scene or whatever. There's a hint. There of it. is a bike scene. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Future, futuristic BMX, but it's fun. Oh, it's right, a fun. It's a fun little scene. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, other, all in all, all in all, I just I think it's not a good movie at all. But I totally enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, like, I, it was great. I enjoyed it. I feel it. like okay. we're being way too negative. Jessica's one hundred percent right. Yeah, it's not good in any stretch of the imagination. There's good performances, but it's just I walked out of there like, oh well, that was fun. Yeah, I always say like, as long as I'm entertained, I'm happy. If you don't entertain me, I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. I was completely entertained. Like right. I was completely entertained. I didn't okay. like scratch my head at the end. It didn't go on they too were, long. Yeah, it didn't go on too long. There was a few glitches, of course, a few glitches in the matrix there. But yep. all in all, I was like enjoying it. Like I had a grin on my face almost the whole movie. I'm like, this is really great. This you finally know? a okay. post credit scene. Yeah, we yeah, got a post credit yeah, so scene, that, and that is not a spoiler. They already talked about that like two days after it was released. Mm-hmm. So there's a mid credit scene. Oh, yeah. So if you're waiting until you see the very, very end of the second, no. third assistant uh, director to the best boy, no, do not. No. But there's a mid-credit scene. All right. Um, so stay, stick around for that. All right. So I think we touched on everything all right. with, with Suicide Squad. I think I went over all of my notes. You got uh, everything? Yeah, sure. I mean, I could go more into the comic history of the Suicide Squad, but I, I'm not going to. Nah. Um, so... Back to the rating. This okay. will be the third thing, or not even the third thing we rate, because you and I did not even rate Star Trek. Only this guy did. Right. So, good, bad, or ugly. I have a feeling I know what you two are going to do, but Jess, start with you. Good. Good? It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm doing the so-so hand. Yeah. Good. Right? It's good. Okay. <laughs> I'm with Jess. It's good. Okay. It's not, it, 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 you know, we didn't get into this, but like people just trashed it when it came yeah. out. Uh, and that's what they like to do yeah. though but those things, like, and, I, and I saw on Twitter I forget who I it was, was. The Fantastic Four I was like Ugh, come no, on no, absolutely not nothing can be worse than it's that. better than Batman Superman which I came out earlier this year I it's agree. better than 
X Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I was rolling my eyes the entire time watching X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, X Men Apocalypse was just. I not, couldn't believe. I was it. glad that I paid six dollar eleven a.m. matinee. Yeah. Yep, you better believe it. Uh, so yeah, so you guys both gave it a good. Yeah. With me, I mean, it was an enjoyable summer action movie. Right. Um, I I kind of teetered between between bad and good only because will I watch it again soon? No. no. Will I watch no. clips of it in the official videos? And we'd be like, oh, that was a cool part of this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was an enjoyable summer action movie. Uh, I will give it a good, but it DC really has their work cut out for Are them. you doing, you're saying good with the Kanye shrug? Good. Like, good. They have the work cut out. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm really hoping one woman's it. Yeah. I'm hoping it, that it looks fantastic. I have zero expectation for every movie. Okay. Because <laughs> then I'm not as disappointed. Fair enough. You know, no, honestly, because totally, totally you sense. end up getting so let down. I, I'll do like off topic, but on topic. When I was 17 years old, I went and saw um, the second uh, Men in Black movie. And I remember, <laughs> she, was, she was looking at Tim and I, I like, like, we know what remember. she was doing no. at 17. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had Rosario Dawson. That was only a couple of years ago. Um, and I yeah. remember I was with a group of friends. We're all a bunch of teenagers. And I remember the movie was over. And one of my friends was like, that movie was garbage. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, it wasn't that bad. Right. And that was the day that I decided... If I, as long as I'm entertained, I'm not going okay. to a movie to change my life. You know, I don't want to go to the movies to change my life, and that's mm-hmm. what I feel like. Why people come down so hard on movies like Suicide Squad? And, and I was, and I was mm-hmm. gonna say, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. You know, both of you guys having your own shows, like you learn to have your own voice. Like, mm-hmm. if there's something you like, then you like it. Yeah. If there's something you hate, or you just have a dislike for, then you just dislike it. Right. And it's not your thing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing nope. wrong with that. There's so many bad movies that I love. So many. Mm-hmm. That are absolute trash. We'll, we'll do an episode on that yeah. down the road. <laughs> but absolutely, but it's for me. Yeah, that's right. what I like. It's fine, and I don't. I don't expect people to like it. But I'm not gonna trash a movie and say it, it's the worst thing I've ever seen all year when it's not. Yeah, there's so many bad movies out there. You can pick and choose. There's so many bad mm-hmm. movies. But yeah, that's like uh, yeah, reading those the, the critics. I'm like, do you guys want this to change your life? You should just yeah. be entertained. Was it or not entertaining? Yep. Like, there's lots of glitches. Are you not entertained? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you not entertained? I mean, there are some glitches, and unfortunately, people have brought to my attention even with Civil War. Oh yeah, you know, sure, there's some yeah. glitches, and when people bring them to my attention, I'm like, why did uh, you tell me now? That's what I'm thinking. You know, part of you dies inside. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, oh come on, you're right. Oh crap, you know, like they're not perfect. This is not perfection. But I think like I don't even remember the glitches. Like I remember being excited when Black Panther showed up on screen. I remember that airport fight scene. You remember those feelings. Yeah. I mean, even I remember remember my feeling with Suicide Squad as it's going and Viola Davis is doing the thing and laying everything out. I'm like grinning. I was just like, this is going to be so awesome. You know? That awesome scene. Yeah. So if you want to spoil it, I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of it where I was just like, this is so great. And then other parts of it, I was like, ugh. This is crazy. That that was the thing. Is like, there were some really good Scenes, yeah. Please, <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some really good. And the thing that's so disappointing to me is Killer Croc is one of my favorite. He's a great villain, favorite mm-hmm. Batman well, villain. I've always liked him. Because you guys are way more comic nerds than me, but there's a comic that's like, it's it's Joker, and he's going through all these Batman villains. He's mm-hmm. reading about them in Arkham, and they tell Killer Croc's whole story. His story is really cool, and the Riddler story, mm-hmm. and the Riddler like trying to woo this woman and trying to get her. She's this puzzle he can't crack. And then once he finally gets her, he's just like he's over her. He solved it. He's yeah. he, over he solved it the puzzle immediately. Mm-hmm. But Killer Croc's story was really really interesting. They made him a really cool villain, and none of that comes across in the movie. Well, and the weird At thing all. was like so Adewale like they they did a lot of that with like physical prosthetics. Yeah, which looks his, so cool. His dimensions though were off. Like yeah. when he would rip off his shirt. Yeah, his head was gigantic. 
gigantic compared yeah. to his body. And like, Ottawale is not a small man. Yeah. But the way they made his head so much bigger than his body. Right. That was kind of weird. They just wanted to make him look like Bruce Willis. That's yeah. all. They did. <laughs> okay. Bruce Willis has the biggest head in the world. He, he, oh, Bruce Willis' okay. head is huge. It's huge. Fair enough. He's like a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Alicia really Keys. She has those T-Rex arms. Uh, oh, dude. wow. I'm bad. Wow. Watch it. her play the piano. You're going to be like... <laughs> How did she get to the piano? Yeah. Wow. I noticed it. I can never unsee it. She has T-Rex much, arms. Much love to Alicia Keys. I mean, I like her. But she has T-Rex arms. That is funny. Her beats. Yeah, no, I just... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Look, Google, okay. Google. Do your Googles. Google her arms. Google Alicia Keys arms and see. Like wow. Googling Megan Fox's thumbs. Yep. See oh, toe thumbs. Uh, <laughs> toe thumbs. Uh, cool. Well, all right. So, I, yeah. I think we, <laughs> we, we yeah, now that we've like on all the all the tangents. <laughs> now that we've derailed this. Show. All right. Uh, uh, that time. So, Tim, I know that. I mean, you have been on the show before. You have talked yep. about your own stuff before. But for people who this is their first podcast, because like the great Stan Lee always says, every comic book is somebody's first comic book. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, where can people find you? Where uh, people you can know find about me at you? the People's Critic blog. You can find me on Twitter at the People's Critic with one eye. Like, like Fetty Wap. Wap. Oh, there it is. There uh, it is. Snapchat, Instagram. Um, yeah, it's a joy to be on here. I'm always glad to come on here and talk movies. You, you are very welcome to come on here. Uh, we might have to do a terrible movies oh, that we actually listen, enjoy. I got a list. I might, yeah. got a list. I, will, I, I don't even think I list. have any terrible movies that I like. Oh, I, um, I know I have some. Uh, yeah, I will I have, have to make some. a list, though. <laughs> give me one. Just, I'm sorry. I need to yeah, give, give, give me a preview. Like, what would be a bad movie that you like? Because this might be bonus content. enjoy watching yeah. fun. Um, man, what was I just watching the other night? Uh, I know I know mine. Right off the top. Um, I was just watching. It was so funny to talk about it. Uh, what's that stupid movie with um, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, name, uh, name one. Not Exit. Uh, <laughs> Universal Hard Target. So many. Oh, Hard Target. Hard Target. Wow. It's got, it's, uh, what's, who directed it? Um, uh, John Woo directed it. It's got all the slow oh, motion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like some, I don't even know what he's a cop or something in the small town. They're killing homeless people. Oh, he's that was a wicked him. mullet. Yeah. He, he literally has a scene where he punches a snake. <laughs> oh, yes. No, he actually. I remember that he. I'll send you the clip. He's holding YouTube. it yeah. in one hand and punches it with but the other. But slow motion, it seems. <laughs> oh my god! He sees the, that the worst. The woman, he's like, mm-hmm. "Do you trust me?" She's like, "Yeah." And he reaches behind and grabs a snake, and she's like, Aah! and then punches punches it. a snake yep. in the face, knocks it out. Oh my god! It's so it's so bad. That's like yep. that's like a joke from a Mel Brooks movie. That's when Mongo so punches the horse. Like yep. that's so and awful. Then he meets his uncle's like super Cajun. Yeah. Nah, we're done. Okay, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't, don't want to hear anymore. Yes, I do. So, so one of my guilty pleasure movies, Charlie's Angels 2, Full Throttle. Oh. Mm. That's one of LL Cool J's in it? Super entertaining movie that is absolutely ridiculous. What I have seen that movie, what happens in that movie way too many times. Does your family know? The family? I think I, I watched it with my family. I remember the plot of that movie and I've seen it. Yeah, it was it was that bad. Do you have anyone left around you now that you? Yeah, you two <laughs> right here. I'm like, what? I'm that sure. is your movie. I don't even know what mine. I'm sure be. you have some. Once you oh, think yeah. about it, I'm sure you have some. Because I don't really like any cliche bad movies. Like, what would be a bad movie? Probably some bad '80s movie. I don't have one. Early '90s. I don't have one. I mean, Spice World. Ooh, I like yes. that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I like that. Spice World kind of qualifies. That, that movie was garbage. Hot garbage. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Because you know what? I think of bad movies that are good, but they, when I think about them, they're not even that bad. They're never really that bad. Uh, it's like, um, like, <laughs> it's all, like all of the old Jackie Chan movies. Love them. Like, yeah. they're amazing, but when you really, really watch them, if you're watching, looking, watching a movie for substance, like First Strike or whatever, you're like, this movie's not good. Operation Condor. Yeah, yeah Condor. like yeah. a lot of those. But I just love, we used, my family, we would sit around, like um, my sister, my brother, myself, on the floor in my parents' bedroom. My parents are in bed, and we would watch Jackie Chan movies as a family. But especially if, you know, you love sci-fi like I do. There's mm-hmm. so much bad sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. dad used to watch the sci-fi channel for hours. Now I do it. Mm-hmm. It's to pass down the legacy. Yep. Oh, there's some bad sci-fi. There's like, some, there's I like Logan's Run. Uh, Logan's Run is Logan's a classic, Run, classic though. Yeah. Classic. That one is classic. Crazy like Jane Cop. Poem. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Right, he before, travels to 1997? Be, before we go on to that episode. <laughs> because we, we travel to 1997. Now we're on the standard again. Okay, so we went over Tim. Jess. So my fellow podcast partner. Yes. Uh, where That's can people me. find you? They can find me at my mom's house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your stepdaddy about me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, they can find me at JDC O'Brien on Twitter. I'm JDCOB at, on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. JDCOB Instagram. Okay. And then the Curly Nerd Podcast on mm-hmm. iTunes and SoundCloud that okay. I have a podcast with my best friend who is the biggest nerd in the universe. He's yeah, give, give him a plug. Yeah, at Damian Randall. On, like, this guy knows every single thing about every single comic. It's insane that he's actually, I promise you, this man has read every single comic. It is insane. It's like your entire paycheck must go to whatever local comic book store you go to in Houston because he has read every comic. And for me, and those backstories about short, everything. In my brief interaction with Damien, it's not mm-hmm. that he's read them, that he can recite like... And he knows the writers. He, he knows the pencilers. It. He knows people, like, most obscure yeah. artists, illustrators. He just rouses it off like you asked him. He knows. It's, it's the craziest like it. thing. I'm it's like, crazy. how do you even know? I'm over here going like, uh, what's the dude's <laughs> name uh, that I like that, uh, you know, and he just like, boom, knows him. Yeah. Awesome. Like, See, I, yeah, he is awesome. Yeah. And you, you, your interaction with each other is great. That is one of the podcasts that I listen to. Yeah, thank you. All the time, the Curly Nerd Podcast. Uh, so for this podcast, uh, this has been about to review. We reviewed Star Trek Beyond, which mm-hmm. Tim gave a good. Jess and I did not have an opinion on because mm-hmm. we have not seen it. We talked about Preacher, season one on AMC. All three of us gave it a good. Go watch that immediately. It was really, really good. Uh, it will be uh, available on VOD and DVD soon, like really soon. And then Suicide Squad, <laughs> all three of us gave it a good. <laughs> uh, I think in levels of excitement, maybe Jess was here, I say, on an audio medium. She was at the top. Tim was right below her. I was right below that because uh, mine, <laughs> <Right>. bordered. <laughs> mine, mine bordered. Mine okay. bordered on good and bad. Yeah. Uh, but you can find the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at about to review we're also on itunes we're not on soundcloud i have no idea how that works i might check that out (laughs) Uh, but on itunes definitely subscribe if you leave a five-star review on itunes i will read it aloud on the episode little perk hopefully we can get a couple more of those that would be pretty awesome so for this episode uh, i have been joined by tim hall the people's critic jess the curly nerd from the curly nerd podcast and i have been your host that guy named john so for this episode, thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Jess. Thank you for the invitation. I had fun. Excellent. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.